Monday morning, time to rise and shine. Want some motivation? Well, I know a few guys with the internet connection. Two one six is on. Tune in. Two broad guys with mental bond. Introducing Coach Papa Tim Stewart's his name. He's a master with the pen and the poetry game. He wants to see a better world and he plays his part. Always loving, always giving, cause he's got a big heart. The co-host won't boast where he can stand on his own. From the state of Iowa, it's the man Ken Jones. He's impressive on the mic and he don't need a cord. Whether hosting or retrieving, he's controlling the boards. And the one feeling hungry heard around the world. With Tommy observation, dropping nuggets and pearls. Though he's not a city slicker, he's as cool as the Fonz. It's the Willie Wisdom Giver, Mr. Rancher Ron. Set the tone for your week. 216 is on. Tune in to two tall guys with Rancher Ron. Good morning. It is Tim, Coach Papa Stewart, in studio with. Kent Deke Jones, Studio North. Studio North. Right, right. And, of course, Rancher Ron uh, is uh, en route. En route. Which is good. Uh, The horse. uh, He had to stop and feed the horse. (laughs) Water the horse. He led a horse to water. Uh, But he couldn't make him drink. (laughs) That's 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 why he's running late. (laughs) The horse horse didn't want to drink. Great show this morning, right? All around practice. Practice. And oddly enough... uh, we practiced this show. Uh, we were up all night practicing this practicing. show so that we could come and, and deliver just a great, great show. Tom Sellers, uh, good morning. Morning, and, Tommy. You know, just a huge shout-out. I'll talk about Tom in my in my uh, gratitude piece, which is fantastic. Uh, but uh, practice, why do we stop when we're adults? Unless you, like, play an instrument or something or right. you sing in a choir or something like that. But when you take a look at your skill, that's what we're talking about, your main source of income, we just kind of stop. Practicing. Practicing. Unless you're a doctor or a lawyer, you have a practice, right? And those are the guys you really wish wouldn't practice. <laughs> I mean, would, would have it figured out, right? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, of course, we always want to start off the show uh, by paying, uh, paying the bills. So pay let's, let's, let's do this. Pay the bills. Thank you for tuning in to 216 The Net, 216thenet.com. 216 The Net is a station breaking the mold of radio as you know it. We bring only positive, inspiring shows to the airwaves. When you need a quick pick-me-up, you will find it in many formats. Your path to success is paved with gratitude. We stay away from the negative aspects of most topics to give you your daily dose of encouragement. Welcome to 216 The Net. 216thenet.com 216thenet is sponsored and supported in part by Natural Therapy Wellness Center 815-385-8190 McHenryMassage.com How often do you take time for yourself? A massage can be a great way to pamper yourself but it can also help alleviate or sometimes even cure those ailments that you deal with regularly. Contact us today to speak to one of our certified therapists about your needs. Natural Therapy Wellness Center, 815-385-8190. 216th Net is brought to you in part by the generous support of our sponsor, Northern Illinois Windows, Inc., 
We are a commercial and residential window servicing company committed to providing the highest quality service at an affordable price. Our highly trained technicians will make every aspect of your window cleaning needs worry-free. Northern Illinois Windows, Inc. 815-385-6646. Again, 815-385-6646. Experience, education, character, and inherent ability with numbers. An exceptional CPA. These are the reasons why business owners choose Eric Mason of Mobile Accounting for their bookkeeping, payroll, and tax services. Call Eric at Mobile Accounting, 224-321-6859. That's 224-321-6859. 21 Six The Net is sponsored by and broadcast from Sticker Dude, the creators of Final Chaos. 815-322-2480, StickerDude.com. The Sticker Dude team brings over 25 years of experience from the graphic, marketing, and sales industry. Advertising on vehicles and other services, full attention on the design, print, and installation is given to your project. From in-house full-time installers to our top-of-the-line printing and finishing room. Contact us today to learn what you need to look for and why before committing to making an investment in vehicle wraps. We're not your corner sign shop. Sticker Dude, call 815-322-2480. Programming on 216thenet is brought to you in part by the support of our sponsor, Xtech Repair. Xtech Repair is a full-service IT business specialist providing managed services with 24-hour business support, in-store repair of broken cells, tablets, and screen replacements with both PC and Mac specialists on staff. Visit online at xtech.repair or in person at the corner of Pingree and 176 in Crystal Lake, Illinois, or call 815-516-8075. There it is. The Good new morning. spots, huh? Cool. That is awesome. The new spots for the station. We did not have to even go out there and read it ourselves this time. Very nice, huh? And, uh, Peter Galt, what a what a voice! Well My done, gosh. well done. Of course, uh, what a great uh, what a great oh, morning. Uh, and we've got. Yeah, I loved April first on the radio nice, this morning. Nice work. I didn't see a text or anything, so <laughs> so we're good. That was close. Uh, and of course, uh, talk talk about the show. What do we got going on? The first hour, second hour, coach. Where are we at? Well, uh, well uh, we're going to launch the show as we always do with the attitude of gratitude. Uh, we just believe in the power of gratitude, and, and I've got a little story to share uh, with the uh, attitude of gratitude this morning. Uh, we're going to get into, uh, you know, practice. Or we're going to, you know, as we do in the first hour, uh, talk about the purpose. Uh, part, w why practice? Why do we need to hone our skills as adults? Uh, you know, we we practiced baseball as a child or soccer or basketball. We practiced, practiced, practiced to get better. And then one day we find ourselves in a job and we just do, 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 do. Did, did I say do-do on the air? Do-do. You did. You <laughs> did, did. We did do-do. Wait, do, wait do. a minute. Uh, but we, uh, <laughs> we, we, we kind of quit practicing. We want to talk about the importance of that and, yep. and break it down. 
Um, and then and then Rancher Ron and Absolutely. his East Texas wisdom. I'm, I always look forward to, to hearing what Ron has to say. Uh, yeah, when we get to too. the top of the hour, we're going <laughs> to pause for the cause, uh, followed uh, right by Coach's cadence. Um, and then we're going to get in a little bit deeper into uh, practice. You know, some of the things we do. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be very transparent on... Uh, Low loudy. <laughs> Larry Lollipop Lick the Lemon Lion. <laughs> Sully sells seashells by the seashore. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to break down into it. It's the three of us this morning. Yeah. Uh, two Old school. Bald, bald guys, guys with... Rancher Ron. Oh, he sounds good. Man, good face for uh, radio. That guy. We had, uh, Demond was going to uh, be here this morning. Demond is battling uh, something, uh, something, some so, sort of so, bug, something bug. And I feel kind of bad. I I called him to tell him to lock the door after him when he came in. And yeah, Wolfman. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> it sounded like Wolfman Jack. <laughs> <laughs> like, did. oops, sorry, sorry, Demond. I know you. I woke you up and you're out there he listening. Uh, thanks for being here. Which is uh, great. But, uh, you know, we'll... we'll Why is he listening? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's back asleep. Be- because this is easy. Yeah, maybe we put him to sleep. <laughs> he put us on to get back Good to morning, sleep. Good morning, Devon. You're listening to Two Ball Guys <laughs> with Rancher Ron. Uh, <laughs> we'll break down. We'll get deep into the uh, deep end of the topic. Uh, rapid fire will uh, be interesting. It will be yeah. Ron answering all the rapid fire questions this morning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had some specifically for uh, Demonte Ross too, so I'll have to adjust those. Uh, good morning, Kimmy. Cap uh, Capernast. Yeah. Good Cap- morning, Kimmy. Cap Hanks. Cap. I don't know. Christine Kearns. Good morning, Kimmy. I'm just going to call you Kimmy. Glad to have you with us. Uh, so, Ron, attitude of gratitude. What are you grateful for, buddy? You know, I'm pr- uh, grateful that we have the privilege of the microphone. <laughs> that in this great country of ours, that we can get on the air. Give people a daily dose of encouragement and say what we really want to say within certain limitations. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah. but I, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the opportunity that we live in this age where we are able to impact so many people. Oh, sorry. I just am <laughs> used to that whenever you're saying something, Ron, to have that go. <laughs> Talk about impacting people. <laughs> on the way in this morning yeah <laughs> that is it yeah that is great i'll tell you i am grateful uh for uh tom sellers uh had a great uh bag tournament and wow. uh alice and i went over and spent some time at tom's place uh at the international uh backyard bag tournament uh and it's the it was the inaugural uh, bag tournament for tom but it was cool to be there because tom sellers as you know uh is um He's a host of, of Not Done Yet, uh, so it was good to spend some time with with people from the station, uh, a lot of laughter, a lot of good good food, and um, of course, uh, you know, uh, Eric Mason was there too from Mobile Accounting, so it was a nice, a nice show of, uh, it was a nice show uh, uh, of people from 21.6 and some potential people as well, but what a great, great time, and oddly enough, uh, Tom and Annie Kinsevich were the champions, the grand champions. Oh, uh, there's, no, there's no fix there. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, there, there were some good games being played. Uh, it got down to uh, Rich Rostrin and, and Rachel Przinsky-Sellers. And uh, 
those guys took Tom and Andy to task, but it was a double elimination tournament, and it was just it was a great time and had great music rocking and rolling, um, and it was it was a beautiful day for it. I mean, it was a little chill in the air, a little little breeze going left to right across the across the course. Uh, unless you were standing backwards and it was right to left. So, uh, but it was good time. If you go out to Facebook, you'll see you'll see that uh, it was it was awesome. John Heyman, good morning. Glad to have you with us. The parade marshal yeah. of the Soffenspiel Parade. Already did a great job. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was. Uh, can, I, can I add one more thing? I'm grateful for. Sure. That this morning I didn't mention my wife's name and the taking her to a bag tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. Uh, Jim Starwalt, glad to have you with us. Ron Hostry, good morning. Glad to ha- oh, wait, he's already here. Uh, just checked oh, in. He's on, uh, he's on fire this morning. That is it. But, you know, just a great time to get out with friends and, and uh, have some libations and, uh, and relax a little bit. So it was a great, great time. Uh, beautiful place there on the, uh, uh, the Sellers uh, compound. So, Coach, what are you grateful for? Well, I couldn't be at the Bags tournament because I was at a wedding. Um, and it was a uh, you know, up in Walworth, Wisconsin, at a, at a farm, at, at a barn. It was a beautiful wedding. Uh, the ceremony was absolutely uh, just a blessing. But we had uh, we had a very good time uh, at at the way. The wind up there was not a light breeze. Uh, it was very interesting as they were holding the bride's veil on her head <laughs> while it was trying to fly away. A, a couple things on gratitude this morning. First of all, Soffenspiel. Soffenspiel. The local uh, Johnsburg annual celebration, we haven't been to it for a couple of years, uh, but I saw probably 20 or 30 of my former athletes, uh, and it was just great to touch base and uh, and, and, and get to, to see some people. But I w- y- the thing I'm most grateful for this morning is gratitude, and let me explain. Yes, please do. I had a, uh, I had a dream. I had a dream last night. <laughs> That was not a fun dream. Uh, over the th- in the course of this year, uh, we we buried my sister's son uh, from suicide. Yeah, uh, a young man from Johnsburg, Alan Lippert, uh, lost his life a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so uh, you know, another uh, friend watched them uh, bury a child, and that is not what I'm grateful for. In my dream, um, my daughter was missing. And we were searching everywhere. We were we were walking forest. We had dogs and and just the feeling. Last. Yeah, that's. Yeah. But you know, you, you don't realize you're in a dream when you're in a dream, right? And, and when you wake up and your heart's pounding, and it's one of those that you don't go to sleep from. Uh, that was about three three o'clock this morning, and I went, wait a minute, gratitude. Let's get a little dopamine going. Let's get all that cortisol out of my brain and see what happens. Uh-huh. And I'm like. And I'm, okay, my gratitude, my, my gratitude when I'm following my, uh, the four steps of chemical brain freeze, stop, breathe, go to your happy place. My happy place was my, uh, my track meet, my, my senior year state track meet. And I, I just started, you know, thinking about that for a second and then thinking about April, the kids. And next thing I know, my alarm went off two and a half so hours later. With your happy place... Were you your age now when you were there, <laughs> or were you back when you were 17, 18 years old? I ran. Who's a, the uh, old man running around the track? My, uh, it's my happy my, place. It's my, my happy place. My granddaughter's like, "How fast can you run a, a 200, Papa?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Let's see." And 
And the time I ran that 200 in is what I used to run the 400 in. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, so, my, but kids, uh, my kids would ask me that. What do you run a 200 in? I say, my car. <laughs> 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 that was a, uh, it, it just, the gratitude, putting the gratitude to work. Um, and the people, my, my goalkeeper, uh, Mason, up at Wilmot High School, I, I mean, we focus on gratitude every day. Yeah. And watching the change in this young man, uh, April uh, and I have been practicing you know, journaling oh, on gratitude. Yeah. Uh, isn't it amazing how that word yeah, found its way into right my there. vocabulary this morning? Yeah. Uh, we've been practicing gratitude uh, pretty much for the last year. Uh, for Christmas, I bought her uh, the Happiness Project, and it's uh, it, it's just I'm, I'm grateful for gratitude and the ability to share. Uh, that nice. Uh, John says, uh, good morning, guys. Uh, as always, Tim comes to the rescue to find a friend in need with a bee sting going out of his way to deliver some Epsom cream to her. Thank you, Tim. Oh, you're welcome. Always giving, always giving. The real question is, why are you walking around with Epsom cream <laughs> in your back pocket? Uh, we, we had to go home and get it. We were, we, oh. we left Softenspiel and we stopped by, uh, uh, some friend's house. John was there and I hadn't talked to him since we saw him in the, uh, in the parade vehicle with his little German hat on, and he just looked awesome. That is great. And uh, did his he wife have the was leather just shorts? What are those, he did uh, not have the leather shorts. I don't know what those <laughs> are They were kind of lookalikes, but yeah. uh, and his wife, they just look amazing. Oh, Lederhosen. Uh, yeah, Lederhosen. That's <laughs> thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so we stopped just to say hi, and one of the, uh, the ladies there, her hand was swollen up like twice its size from a bee sting. Uh, so we I live about two, 250 yards yeah. away, so we went home and, and brought some Epsom salts back that for That's great. So before we get into practicing, practicing. Um, I did have a question from a listener that uh, I wanted to bring up. Phil Nasserino, good morning, sir. Glad to have you with us. Frank Hosticker, also uh, he and Christina stopped in at the uh, bag tournament. Uh, they threw a couple of bags, but we're not involved in the tournament, but uh, uh-huh. good to see them. Uh, and have a couple of drinks with them, good, good folks. Uh, the the question uh, from one of the listeners, Ron, and maybe you can help us out. If you take a look on Facebook Live, you'll see that in the corner is a stool. And the question is, how important is Coach's wallet that it gets its own seat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. I thought we were going to be talking about Coach's stool. <laughs> Well, it, it's his wallet stool, I guess. I don't know. It, uh, hurt, it, it hurts in my back pocket. Well, that's because it looks like George Costanza's. That thing, uh, my, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what somebody chair. asked. That's what somebody well, asked me. They're like, he, hey. He, what? Cream. he carries a, uh, a Epim, what, yeah, what's Epsom that? cream. Epipin? Yeah, he's got Epsom cream Eps, in there. Epsom salt. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was funny because I never noticed it. And then I, I looked over there today and there's the wallet, but it's huge. It's like George Costanza's wallet that has, he can't fold it because it's and, uh, and from it, Seinfeld. And it's not because of money. <laughs> yeah. Right. Receipts and everything. Medicare else. cards and uh, <laughs> yeah. retirement cards. And exactly. Good, and uh, from his wife telling him what to do today. That's right. That's right. So as we as we jump in, we we're t- talking about practice. You've heard it say. So growing up, we practice our spelling words. We practice our our multiplication tables. Uh we practice um reading, we practice writing, we practice everything that we do 
practice, practice, practice. Now, what we said we would do, because this will be a difficult show, for more challenging, I guess, not difficult, is Coach and I could sit here and talk about basketball, soccer practice, but we said, hey, it's not about that. It's about what we do as adults and um, how we don't get into our, our, our grind or our zone and practice. We don't, uh, if we take a look at um, what we do here on the radio, and at 21.6, there was a while where we were on every day, uh, but we didn't ever have time to practice, right? We didn't practice, like I said, uh, little Larry Lollipop, right? (laughs) Sally sail seashells by the seashore. Sally sail seashells. You always got to be constantly working on that skill. Um, when I would, uh, when I was, uh, when I was preaching, uh, as, as a deacon, I would practice my sermon or my homily, uh, at least five, six, seven times, uh, during the week, um, so that on Sunday I, I, I knew what I was talking about. Um, did it help? I mean, you knew what you were saying, but did you know what you were talking about? Well, I'm well, I'm no longer doing it, right now, <laughs> so if that answers your question. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, so the idea is, is as a banker, um, as a, a, a business coach, as a life coach, as a rancher, uh, why is it that we stop practicing and we just say we're good enough to just do? Well, you, you bring up an interesting point. As a, as a life coach, one of the things that I find out is I'm listening to the challenges uh, people are going through, and I'm giving them my uh, my experience, my advice. <laughs> I'm going, why I I I stopped doing that. <laughs> I'm sitting here telling them, and uh, like, okay, uh, I need to start practicing that again. Uh, so th- that's really been one of the things. What I'm what I'm coaching people, and I've been through so many challenges in my life. My wife and I have been just through so many things. And uh, I, I sit back and go, I need to do that. So it's really helped me by sharing sharing advice or or nuggets with them mm-hmm. to get back and and do some. Th- last uh, last Thursday, I spoke at uh, at Freedom One on you know, and Frank got me back doing this. You gave me the idea for it on follow through versus follow up. And so I put on a suit and tie, and uh, you know I went up because I, you know, I respect the audience, and and you know, and everybody's and they gave me a hard time about wearing a suit and tie because I haven't worn one out there for a sure. while, and and then I left and and I I went someplace else and I'm getting all this recognition on oh and and this is Tim you know and he's and I'm like and I called you yeah. around noon and I said I'm angry yeah. <laughs> I I'm so angry, and uh, you're like well, what's what's wrong what are you angry about I said. Well, I wore a suit and tie today, and everybody's, like, respecting me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, suit up and show up. Isn't that what you say, Ron? Absolutely. The other thing is Tim was kind of embarrassed when they introduced him as a new member. <laughs> <laughs> uh, little did he know his fly was down the entire day. Uh. <laughs> but but it's interesting, right, that uh, you started off by saying that you and April have been practicing uh, the art of gratitude. Right. And, and that is something. Uh, the discipline of practice every day is essential. Um, when we skip a day, there's a difference in... Um, there's a difference in energy. There's a difference in um, perhaps um, in 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 your in your performance. 
whatever it is that you do during the day. Uh, and people notice, the critics, they notice. Um, but the big thing is, if you miss two days, uh, then then your audience recognizes yeah. that, that you're unprepared. I think that practice um, in, in the business world, Ron, is all about preparing uh, for what it is that you do. And uh, we'll just use this, this, uh, this show, for instance. Um, when, we didn't, when we were doing it every day, and you were the smart one, only doing it a couple times <laughs> a week, um, people could tell when, that, that uh, we, didn't, we weren't prepared. We, well, d- we hadn't practiced. Well, we got too teachy and preachy because we would go out and we would grab articles and we would basically, we hadn't internalized the article. We hadn't practiced yeah. the article. We just thought, oh, wow, this is really good information. Let's share it. And it'd be like, well, the first on the list of things to do, hold on, let me get, let me do <laughs> this. Uh, right. <laughs> right. And so it wasn't uh, coming from the heart. Yeah. Uh, it was coming from the iPod. Yeah. And, uh, and that's yeah, that people noticed oh, that. Yeah, they did. Uh, I mean, th- I think the first couple of days, uh, Ron, we were able to get away with it. But uh, in, in what ways uh, are you able to carve time out to practice? I guess I don't know. Oh, uh, well, we talked about why don't adults practice? Yeah, and uh, it comes down to I think we're less willing to commit to the process. Interesting. Okay. To don't take a commitment to practice to get better. We just want to show up for the event. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at a professional football stadium, and how many guys are sitting in the stands with the jerseys on, kind of hoping that someone would call them into the game? Yeah. Well, that one commercial <laughs> is great where the guy's up in like the 57th stand, and he gets called into the game, and he's running out. I forget what the commercial was for, but that's exactly what you're talking about. You know, you, you're reliving your fantasy, your youth, uh, sitting there. Yeah. yeah. But we all have the expectations. Okay, well, I'm good enough. I can go ahead and do this. Yeah. And that isn't the case. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. Um, I, I think that um, uh, we work hard, and once we, we achieve the position in life that we're going after, then 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 we're there um i constantly uh work with with my staff and and give them uh, articles and 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 let's let's understand practicing doesn't mean necessarily uh showing up to work and and putting in unpaid time to 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 master your your craft right practicing uh in my case uh, in the financial industry might be reading articles uh, and educating myself on uh, what's happening in the financial world right now. Well, anytime you hold a license of any kind, whether it's a financial license, a nursing license, a doctor's license, you have to have so many hours of continuing education, Mm -hmm. so many hours of practice, if you want to call it that, in order to maintain your license. And I I remember when I was in the financial industry with my Series 7, 63, and all of those things, and I'd get to the point where, it, you know, I've got two years to do 30 hours of of continuing yeah. education. And I'd cram it all into the last month because, right. I, you know, I didn't want to practice <laughs> throughout. Yeah. But, but the, now it was requirement. 
and I'd go out and I'd have the computer running on one side uh, so the whole world knows I'm really paying attention and then it would be a ding and you have to go over and answer a question and uh, we don't I think practice and even with with the kids I know we we're, we're not talking a lot about sports but you get the kids who will show up and they'll practice at half speed or three-quarter speed and then when the game is there they want to be able to perform at full speed and they can't do it mm-hmm. and the same goes for us as adults if we're not practicing our craft if we're not staying involved you know outside of the mainstream then when the time comes down when the when the rubber hits the road when the fecal matter hits the oscillating blades (laughs) 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 you're unable to perform at your highest level well let's uh and guys help me out let's define practice right because as you said we uh, we, uh, practice medicine we can practice law we can practice our good manners we can practice um all, all this good stuff so as we're talking about practice uh, how would you define practice? What is practice? Uh, well, let's go right to the dictionary. Google dictionary says the actual application or use of an idea, belief or method as opposed to theories, application. So that's like the doctor that having uh-huh. the practice. But number two, repeated exercise in or performance of an activity or skill so as to acquire or maintain proficiency in it. Uh, Repeated action in or performance of an activity or skill so as to acquire or maintain uh, as a noun. As a verb, perform or exercise repeatedly or regularly in order to per- improve or maintain one's proficiency. And I think th- the practice we're talking about really falls under that, under the verb. Uh, perform an activity or an exercise a skill repeatedly or regularly in order to improve or maintain one's proficiency at it. Sure. Uh, several years ago, I had separated my right so- shoulder during a military exercise, um, and I had to try to write left-handed and, and communicate left-handed um, and play basketball left-handed if I wanted to continue playing. You know, mm-hmm. well, What's he doing out there with a sling on? <laughs> and uh, I found Practice. out, so... All the way through today, whenever April and I play one certain game, which we, we play a couple of times a week, Farkle, uh, I keep score left-handed. I write left-handed. I practice left-handed. Just in case I ever hurt that shoulder again, I'm ready. You got it. <laughs> and it's yeah, but you guys always practice that in military. Right, left, right. Yeah. Left, right. <laughs> Actually, it's left, right, uh. left, right. The uh, Ron, would you would you agree with that? A repeated exercise to maintain skill or master it um, as a definition, or do you have a different you know definition? Well, I agree with that, but when I look at any type of proficiency that you have, any type of new thing that you do, there's three elements to it. First is you have to learn. Someone has to at least teach you the basics of it. Secondly, you have to implement those basic skills. And then the third is you work on improving it. And the only way that you work on improving it is to get more training or you practice more at it. So it's part of a process of constantly trying to get better. 
so, and I like that. But can't we do that just in our day to day? As I show up to the office, can't I learn, implement, and improve on a day to day basis? Or when I'm in the game, quote unquote, when I punch in and I'm I'm ready to go. Well, what do you practice every day? Do you sit in your office and say, you know what, if, if this situation comes up, I'm going to be getting a phone call from somebody. Do you go through that phone call before it happens? Do you practice what you're going to say to them or how you're going to diffuse a situation? No, prob- I think probably not. Pra- I think you can, can practice in everything that you do. Yeah. I mean, we will we'll practice uh, the other side of that. Hey, yeah. if the alarms go off or if there's a bomb scare um, or if we're making the call, what does the call sound like? So we yeah. do do those kind of skill. You uh, said doo-doo on the air. Yeah. Uh, we, the, the skill practice, I guess, is what I call it, not role yeah. play, but skill practice. Um, but not necessarily... Uh, Ron, to that point of hey, if someone if someone calls in with this, how do we handle it? Well, no, one of the things you. I always practice uh, with with speaking is the different situations I'm going to get from the audience, and you know I I mentally say if somebody uh, comes up with this jive when I'm talking, I'll respond with this, or you know I I do practice that, but in, invariably what happens doesn't fall under the things that I practiced. <laughs> right. You practice ducking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, catching. That's I like it. tomatoes. So I don't want them to smash. Mary Pritchard, good morning. Brandon good morning. Stewart, good morning. Uh, talking all about practicing. Why we stop as adults. Is that Mary or Marty? Mar- oh, sorry, Marty. My, my mother-in-law. Good morning. Good morning, Hi, good morning. Sorry about that, Marty. Bad glasses. Well, her daughter is Mary. That's what yeah. but her, her, there you go. Hasn't had the last name Pritchard for a very long time. So. Oh, all right. Yeah, no. Sorry about that. I, you know, there you go. Uh, anyway, I need to practice reading names, <laughs> obviously. Uh, it, I practice enlarging that type. Yeah, I don't know if that could be. <laughs> uh, there, there's, there's, something, there's something there, I think. Uh, but, yeah, so the, the interesting thing is um, I, I look at my practice uh, for for my skill here at the radio station, uh, Ron, you have given me some voiceover scripts to read and do. Peter Galt has shared some of those as well. Uh, but also just my education throughout the week is I am looking at the the uh, topic of the week and and how it is that I can tie it in. Uh, and I do a lot of reading. I, I do a lot of uh, writing and jotting notes down, and um, I think that that's important. That is, I would consider that my practice uh, as I prepare for these shows. Now, uh, I'll end up putting in two, three hours, depending on, on what my week looks like as far as uh, availability. But I think that y'all can tell when when I've had the ability to, uh, as I would say, prepare practice for the show, um, it comes off a little bit better. I mean, there there have been times when we get done with this show uh, where we go, oh, jeez, that was something else. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, but the next thing you know, 
uh, of course we get a we get an email or a call and said man that was a great show guys uh, and at the same time we've got a couple people that we lean on for lean solid on feedback me. that call and say you guys uh, just wake up and show up today or what happened that was not good uh, and uh, and it shows I think that when you don't practice uh, you are unprepared and you can't master that skill well the one we your word that I tend to use all the time is unbelievable and that covers both situations <laughs> <laughs> oh well, now I let me write that down because now uh, he always is like, Deke, first of all, unbelievable. unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, they say don't practice until you get it right. You practice until you can't, can't get, get it, it wrong. wrong. And how, how is that as adults? There are. I, I I have to pay the mortgage. I have to pay the car payment. I'm running off to maybe uh, in 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 my case, I I own this company. I prepare for this show. I have to go out and and find sponsors so that we can keep the lights on. Uh, I've got to go to my regular job where I work 45, 50 hours a week. I then uh, also have a job that I have to uh, go to and practice three three hours during the week and then um, uh, in basketball and then uh, an entire weekend. And then uh, I also do some voice work for the uh, District 200 during basketball season as their announcer. So there are things uh, that I could say there absolutely is no time to practice. So I just have to show up. So, Ron, I know this has crossed your mind. You, you, you own a ranch, and that keeps you busy. How do you... I mean, how do you find the 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 time to say, okay, I need to practice? Or, or I mean, is it well, that it comes important? It comes down to priorities. What's more important, practicing or law and order? Uh, I like watching law and order. You know, do you make the commitment that your day now starts at 4.30 where it used to start at 6 or 6.30? And it you take the time and set aside as a priority that that is one of the things that you have to become involved with. And I was talking to a music teacher about this. She says, I hate taking adult students because they cancel practices more often due to work, oh, family obligations. Yeah. Uh, they don't practice, but they're really good at having a lot of excuses and a lot of reasons of why they're unable to do that. And she said, it gets to the point, it wastes my time. Yeah. I and hope. so it, it becomes maybe we have overscheduled and we have to make some priority decisions in our lives. What is important? What am I going to dedicate myself to? And am I going to put the level of time, commitment, and effort in it to get better at it? That's the difference between a hobby and trying to make a, a career out of something. Well, I, right now I'm I'm losing a, a word. The the acting that is done on the spot, not impromptu, but uh, improv. Well, improv. improv. Yeah. Uh, can you practice improv? 
right? Yes. Exactly, right? It seems like it's you off, know, the mm-hmm. off the cuff, but these, these people, especially the ones who are really good at improv, they get together all the time and do this stuff. Yeah. You know, it's just like the, uh, there was a place in Cary a few years ago that whenever, uh, you know, great singers would be driving through, they'd stop at Cary and just walk in, jump on the microphone and, and throw a new song out there or practice. You know, you watch the people who are really great. They practice, practice, practice. And that's where the uh, term, boy, he can't carry a tune came from. In a five-gallon bucket. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, so you, you can, um, practice improv, um, but why don't we, I mean, I, I, Ron says, Ron says, Hey, we need to set better priorities and guys, if it's that simple, then let's move on to a next topic. Yeah. Uh, but how do you set better priorities? What are better priorities? Um, if it was that simple. Everybody would be a master at their craft, right? Will Smith says that, um, uh, the, the famous actor says that you have to spend hours and hours and hours and hours grinding at your craft until you master it. And you have to put, uh, and we can take a look at all of, uh, you, you take a look at Steve Jobs, you can take a look at, at Bill Gates, anybody who's successful. They've put hours and hours and hours and hours and hours into their craft. Walt Disney spent hours and hours and hours and hours dreaming and focusing until he could see the magical kingdom that is uh, Disneyland, Disney World, that it, it, someone someone had said, and Ron, I think he used to, told us this on, a, on another show, someone said, hey, um, it's a shame that he didn't get to, to see it. Uh, and and his wife was like, "Oh, he saw it, <laughs> right?" So that's something like that. I'm butchering that, but but that's practice. That visualization is practice, uh, and all the greats uh, do that. Shelley Snarvy Lazarus, how are you? Good morning, Shelley. Um, so so if it was just as easy as setting better priorities, let's talk about how do we set better priorities then? How do we make it a priority? Well, only you can do that. <laughs> I, I can't make the priority for you. That's right. I, 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 well, I, I, that's, uh, uh, but you just hit on something there, and that comes back to value. If you understand the value of practicing, you're going to practice. If you don't understand the value of practicing, you're not, you're not going to do it. Because in the world of making money, uh, am I making actual money when I'm on an actual sales call? Or when I am practicing my my pitch, you know, th- nobody has sold uh, you know a million dollar close to million dollar deal while they were practicing. Uh, and I think it, we get to a point where, all right, we're good enough. We just need to keep making those calls, making those calls, making those calls, uh, so we can actually close the deal instead of sitting in the back room talking to my the guy at the next desk. Uh, okay. I'm not. I'm not so sure. I agree with that because I think the opportunity to miss the million dollar sale is because you weren't practiced. Well, I agree. Was that? I agree. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, I think you guys are saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and and that's easy. It's easy. Uh, it's it's easily said. I think. Um, uh, I think, and I've I've been a salesman a long time. That there there. 
my best time was when I was working for Combined Insurance, and we had back in that day scripts and rebuttals, and uh, you you knew them verbatim, so that yeah. when when you came into that situation, you knew it. Yeah. Um, and every every morning at a sales meeting, someone would go through the. You know, tell me, you know, and I can still say, I don't know, have enough money. Yeah. By the way, do you drive a car? You know, that's, <laughs> that was the first thing I, you know, as you see here, we cover you in a car, you know, da, 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 da. I still have it locked in there because we practiced it so, so much. Marty Hammond coach. Good morning. Hey coach. Glad to have you with us. Uh, and so as we talk about practice coach, go ahead and throw your, your 10 cents in there as well. And why we stop as adults? We stop practicing. Um, I I know a lot of a lot of people that that are coaches um, in sports that do not practice. The coach themselves. Yep, they show up to practice, but they don't practice their skill of coaching. Yeah, and 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 it shows. I wonder. I wonder what Rancher Ron's going to have to say about that in his East Texas wisdom. Yeah, well, he may have something to say. I don't know. So, but, but that's an interesting thing. Is is uh, I'm. I think it's a, there's a lot of milk toast out there. I think that there's a lot of, um, a, a lot of noise, and we can we can we can put, you know, a little butter and sugar on anything and say, hey. This is all. This is as easy as it is. Well, I think if it was that easy, as setting new priorities or adding value to it, um, wouldn't wouldn't everybody wouldn't everybody do that? You um, would think, right? I I would think so, but uh, you know, what do I know? So who knows? That's a good question. Was that a rapid fire question? And now, overlooking the cattle in the pasture, from the back porch to the flying double H ranch, it's time for a dose of East Texas wisdom with Rancher Ron. There's a new kind of wisdom being disposed. I guess time never stands Good morning, Rancher Ron, feeding East Texas wisdom to a hungry herd around the world. You know, one of the things I had to learn to practice when we first got on this radio show is how to disengage the mute button. So <laughs> question, I would be able to answer that. Uh, but there are two critical areas of my life that require practice for my safety and the safety of others who are around me. There's no secret, if you've listened to the show more than one show at a time, that I love aviation. I practiced it, I learned it, I had a teacher that told me the basics, and when I got my pilot's license, it was basically a license that said, I believe he will be able to land safely and not hurt the plane or kill anybody. I wasn't proficient, I wasn't the an expert in aviation, I had just enough skills to be able to take off and land without doing damage. After a lot of practice and flying with other individuals, I decided to buy into an airplane. I had three partners in the plane, including, and the fourth was myself. And one of the guys was the perfect partner because he had access to another aircraft. And in the three and a half years that he was in the plane with us, 
All he did is write checks. It was a great relationship. He practiced writing a check every month, never flew the plane, and I was a happy camper. We had another individual who practiced breaking the rules. And after a period of time, we had to sit down and have the Top Gun speech with him. I said, son, your body's writing checks. Or your ego's writing checks, your body can't cash. If I had practiced that, it would have come out better. But the surviving partner and myself, after buying the other two out, we had a very different style, very different commitment to practice. He had had the plane for a while, and he didn't believe in practicing. He would get in the plane, punch the GPS, take off, and land. He spent no effort in improving his skills, no effort in accommodating new technology. He didn't practice emergencies or equipment outages or navigation with an instrument failure. He did not think ahead when the situations were different than he expected. He had no plan. One of the times I went flying with him, in Southern California, there is a lot of restricted airspace. One of those restricted airspaces is Edwards Air Force Base in the desert above Los Angeles. This is where they had an alternate landing for the space shuttle should Florida be socked in. We were flying along, and I'd always asked uh, my partner, and I won't name his name because he might be a listener. Tim. No, but it's, it sounds like that. <laughs> but anyway, we got into the plane. He punched the GPS. I said, where are the sectionals, the paper backup for that? We don't need those. I've got my GPS. We were flying along, and we were near the Edwards Air Force Base airspace, and he punched a button, and the GPS went blank, and he froze, and he started to panic. He says, Ron, do you know where we are? I said, you're the pilot in command. You tell us where we are. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to let F-18s come up and say hello to us, but I didn't want him to know that. <laughs> and he sat and played with that thing for a while and, and, and worked on it, and he was sweating. And I finally reached over and pushed two buttons, and the GPS came back on, and he now knew his destination. But what I learned out of that experience of watching him is that practice helps create confidence. It creates confidence in your skills, your abilities, and it gives you a reason that when the flight changes due to weather, equipment, problems, or rerouting, that you now have the mental capacity and ability, because of your practice of those situations, to respond to them, to respond to them safely. Another time we were flying out to, uh, he had a house in Lake Havasu. We we're flying out to that house, and that takes us from Orange County directly over to the Palm Springs area, where we had to have a radio frequency change to the spot Palm Springs controller. We changed the frequency, but <laughs> surprise, the controller's talking in a foreign language. And there is someone else that is talking back in a foreign language. And we radioed them a couple times. And my partner was flying the plane. I said, what do you think is going on? I don't know. I don't know what to do. I said, well, if you had to practice that, you would know that 
it's not a radio station. It's the emergency channel that we would go ahead and switch to that station. And then we could talk to somebody about what was going on. And by practicing that, by being with different instructors, by learning new techniques and working on my skills, it makes me a better pilot. He wasn't interested in being a better pilot. He was interested in getting in the plane and going someplace. And that becomes the difference between a person that shows up at a game just to go into the game and a person that prepares and practices for the game so that they can continue to improve. As a contrast, I spend each month taking online courses and training quizzes endorsed by the FAA in all areas of aviation knowledge. IFR weather, runway incursions where an incident where a plane taxis onto a runway and other planes landing on, mm-hmm. how to avoid that, navigation, radio proficiency. Is that called under-over? Do they call it what? Over-under. Over-under? Uh, no, sometimes it's called a crash. Oh, wow. Called, oh, shh. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, very rarely do. There are times it happens normally due to bad weather and controller errors and pilot errors, but it's so rare. But what you do is you practice, you you refresh yourself on all of the paint markings on the runways. So learning about common mistakes that other pilots make, I practice to avoid those so that I don't become the next video. It takes time and dedication and commitment But the best thing about it, it aligns with my passion. So it becomes easier to do that. I also practice radio calls. When I'm driving to the airport, I've been flying for almost uh, 30 years now. But on the way to the airport, I'll practice, especially if I'm in a new airport, the airport name. I'll say 7140 Sierra at Transient Parking, taxi to runway 7. (laughs) 216thenet.com. <laughs> but that practice, when I get into the plane before it's moved, I've already made that radio call in my head and in my mind. It prepares me. It makes me more professional in in the uh, act of flying an airplane. Practice is taking the flight in your mind. If you practice mentally where are you going to go, how are you going to get there, what you might expect, you can do that in a, a tenth of the time that the actual flight will tell you. So practice in my passion of aviation is a very important factor, especially for my passengers. <laughs> <laughs> the other area is that I've really seen where practice makes a difference is in our emergency response group at church. Uh, Mac McKenzie, who's going to be a guest with us next week, uh, runs our ERG group. And we go out to the range and we practice a lot of different situations that you might run into. And it's not all just about shooting. We we have medical training. When to, to use an Olus bandage if there's hemorrhaging. When to use a tourniquet. When to keep people away from a situation and how to do that. But in, in the handgun proficiency, I've noticed people that come out that are on a regular basis are very proficient. 
and they take three or four months off and they come back to a special shooting situation or an advanced handgun course. And instead of being at the top of the list, their scores are now down toward the bottom of the list. Why? Because they aren't maintaining the edge. They aren't continuing to have their muscle skills have a memory in them that's an automatic response to a situation. They make mistakes, hit wrong targets. In a real-life situation, this means innocent people get hurt. Practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. And one of the things that we get into is we have periodic training in the right way to do things. But it's up to us on our own to continue that training on a more frequent basis so that we become proficient, we become responsible, and we improve, if not on a daily basis, at least every time that we practice. Later in the program, we're going to be talking about some of the things uh, that make practice fun and the things that kill practice and why we don't want to practice anymore as adults. But in my areas of my life, I like to practice everything. If I've been off the tractor for a few months, I go out and practice with the tractor so I'm safe. If I'm out of the plane, I take someone new with me who will give me a different perspective of what I'm doing that holds me accountable for the safety that my passengers should expect. I have Mac hold me accountable on my skills to be a part of a response group that brings safety to our church. Practice is something we avoid. Practice is something we need. For this is Rancher Ron feeding East Texas wisdom to a hungry herd around the world. Incredible stuff right there, Ron. Uh, you had mentioned that uh, you practice the, you know, the taxing and things like that. I usually practice keeping my seat and train and upright, upright and locked position. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and my seatbelt fastened. Yeah, and that's that's true. Uh, I mean, we don't think about the practice that other professionals put in. Uh, I don't ever think about. Well, I wonder how many hours this uh, this pilot of this yeah. huge, you know, jet has put in. I'm just like, get me there. We, we were flying it a couple of weeks ago, and the pilot walked in and looked like he was like 12 years old. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> isn't that interesting? <laughs> they walk through the door and they grab one of the flight attendants and say, could you direct me to the cockpit? Yeah, <laughs> now we're in trouble. That's right. What's this, this steery thing do? Yeah, Carrie, Carrie Thomas, good morning. morning Glad to have you with us. Uh, just uh, good stuff, Ron, as always. Uh, interesting, and, I, and we'll talk a little bit about it here after the top of the hour, but I, I appreciate uh, you, you said that practice helps create confidence, and um, I think that's overlooked so much. Uh, and I think I can tell you why after after the brief break that we'll take You're here. You're going to tell me why. Hour. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that uh, just just great, great stuff. And uh, it's it's so true. Um, I, I think that when we have achieved a goal, we've gotten to a certain certain level in life that that we say we've arrived. 
And once we've arrived, that's when we don't we don't feel the need to continue to practice. And um, and I think that's interesting uh, that we do that as human beings. Uh, however, all the greats, all the champions, all the people who've yeah. made it, uh, once they have arrived, go. I yeah. need to practice harder. Yeah. Right. So uh, interesting, interesting stuff. Good, good stuff, Ron. As always, good, good stuff. Uh, I do appreciate that, uh, which is fantastic. So, um, but right now, again, uh, we need to pay a few bills. Let's it is it. the top of the hour right here, Monday, September the 10th. Uh, so let's have a little fun. That's fun. really quiet yeah we are brought to you through the financial support (laughs) all right well yeah let's try a different one then let's this one had good good noise let's see if that still got good noise (laughs) good noise and it doesn't wow maybe we should have practiced that it was was good earlier the same one that played earlier yeah Oh, we are brought to you through the financial support of NIW Service, cleaning up one pane at a time. Uh, they've been doing windows for a little over 28 years. They love doing windows. They're great at it. They do my windows, my gutters, uh, power washing. Uh, they've just added a new power washer because the, uh, not, not the machine, but a person, because their, uh, their demand this fall has been pretty high. So if you've got some work... Uh, that you need to do and you don't have time to get those windows clean, give them a call, NIWService.com, 815-385-6646. We're also brought to you through the financial support of... Weird. Of, of the, these guys, McHenryMassage.com, Natural Therapy Wellness Centers, uh, Stress Management Massage, Thai uh, Yoga Massage, Reflexology, uh, they do several modalities. They've got seven clinicians on staff. John Peterson, the owner, is a uh, certified cancer massage uh, specialist clinician. Uh, whatever your needs are, uh, check them out. McHenryMassage.com, Natural Therapy Wellness, 815-385-8190. Let's go a different direction while I work on that. Uh, let's talk about who's on when. Following us right this morning at 9 a.m., Pete Talks Jobs. Pete. Pete Talks Jobs is a show that is all about, um, you know, jobs. Jobs. And uh, peop- helping people find jobs, which is great. Very, very, very excited. Very excited to announce that this morning at 11 a.m., the launch of Adventures of Unstructured Time with Chuck Inman and Ron Hostry. This show is for baby boomers. Uh, who are struggling to find what uh, find things to do with their unstructured time, and uh, it is a great show. It is uh, I've listened to the uh, uh, to uh, a little bit of it, of of the show, and uh, the the chemistry, the flow. Th- this is going to be uh, one of our best shows that we have, and I'm very very excited for Adventures of Unstructured Time today from 11 a.m. to noon. Uh, and then also today from, uh, what is it, uh, 
Let's Go Racing is on from 5, five to, to 6. six. So Let's Go Racing Mike Babbitt's. Uh, with Mike Babbitts is on from 5 to 6. And then 6 to 9 tonight is uh, Slang and Hope Radio. That's where they talk about recovery. And the Recovery Nation. And the, and the family and friends of the recovering addict alcoholic as well. It's a great, great show. Yeah. A little bit on the edge, but it, this this where the people are coming back from. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, which is, it's cool. It's a cool, cool show, and it's uh, gotten national recognition and starting to grow around the world as well. Uh, of course, Tuesdays from noon to one. Let, not, not done, done yet. yet Tommy Sellers, Robbie Robinson. And they're now brought to you through the financial support of a new partner as well. Uh, I don't have that in front of me, but I do know that they've they've got a new uh, uh, a new sponsor for their show. They do, which is great. Uh, and then, of course, the deep dive with Nick Espinoza. Um, I'll tell you what, and I I shared it, I believe, out at twenty one six and net. Uh, but Nick has done two TED talks. I shared his second TED talk. This guy is incredible with what he does. He's got a great way of putting. Uh, all that cybersecurity and things into his his own words and and for people like me who don't understand what he does to understand it, great great job, Nick. Uh, he also writes for Forbes magazines. All things cybersecurity. Check him out uh, Tuesday evening from seven to eight. The deep dive with Nick Espinoza. Wednesday night is on the bump. They're on from seven to nine p.m. Yeah. It is a sports show with absolutely no direction. No direction. <laughs> it's like three buddies uh, sitting in their garage having a beer and talking sports. It's a cool show. Uh, and this week, and uh, this week, I know their special guest will be Eric Mason from Mobile Accounting. Uh, he'll be in studio. Wow, what a, a lot to talk about with uh, the football starting with both uh, the NCAA and the the, the pros. So I, I know there's a lot on their plate. It'll be a fun, fun evening. Wednesdays from seven to nine. Yeah, which is great. Thursday rolls in, coach, and be encouraged. Ah, oh, great show. This uh, this group. Don Don Stewart, my um, my daughter, uh, Nikki, uh, Michaela, these three ladies, and the guests that they bring in. You talk about encouragement live, uh, absolutely high energy show. Uh, check them out and and just tune in. You want to get get your day pumped up on Thursday. As you wind coming in to the end of the week, nine thirty on Thursday mornings, nine thirty to ten thirty. A great show, um, building. Uh, I, I usually turn that on in the office on Thursday mornings, and it's. I mean, it's just it's a strong show. It is great. Really appreciate it. Uh, and then, of course, uh, from four to five on Thursday, always, always believe in you. That's it. Demont K. Ross's show. Man, did he have a good one this past week. Uh, I'm excited to see what he has uh, in store for us this week. But he gets some outstanding uh, guests, and he does a great job interviewing them. Always Believe in You, a show designed for those who work with youth uh, and how to keep them motivated and, uh, and, and going forward, which is great. So... Uh, and we've got a, a lot of other things on the plate, uh, a few more that we'll be excited to bring in. But uh, don't miss the kickoff show of Adventures of Unstructured Time this morning at 11 a.m., our newest show. And welcome to welcome. 21.6. Yes. Right? Uh, so uh, it is uh, that time of day that uh we oh, hear the oh, trump oh, oh. oh we gotta we gotta pause for the cause oh, we oh that's all right okay. okay you're right we paused for the cause pause i got i got way ahead of myself i'm sorry uh which is pause for the cause ron pause for the cause there's our pause 
CASA, Court Appointed Special Advocate, uh, is the cause that we at 21.6 and Two Ball Guys with Rancher Ron have chosen uh, to be our uh, one of our purposes here. You want to look at purpose, passion, and productivity. Uh, as we have a voice out here, we try to stand up for those who don't have a voice. And that's what CASA does. Uh, Court-appointed special advocates, uh, they assign a volunteer to a, a young person, a child, uh, who is unfortunately at the mercy of the courts because their parents may be in the legal system, something else may be going on, and they don't have a voice right now. And uh, CASA just makes sure that they do. Uh, the amount of people and the stories of these uh, young individuals that they've taken care of and mm -hmm. helped is just amazing. Uh, we had either McHenry County or Hunt County, Texas. Um, you can you can find them at casamchenrycounty.org or casaofhuntcounty.org. Uh, uh, Casa for Hunt County. Four. Yeah, four. So, yeah, so Casa trains, supervises, and encourages volunteers to supply court-appointed special advocacy for every child, as, as Coach said. Um, Casa's presence is frequently the only stable force in these children's lives as they navigate and foster the foster care system. And best yet, the child that gets personal attention because most Casa volunteers usually work uh, on only uh, one case at a time. 30% of the funding needed for these services is provided by donations by people just like us. Contact a CASA office uh, to inquire how you can best apply your time, talents, treasures, or any combination of these to send a child on a new beginning. Uh, and that's casamchenrycounty.org, as Coach said, or you could call them at 815-363-5930 or casa4huntcounty.org and call them at 903-450-450. Four four one zero, uh, and that is our pause for the cause. Now we got the now, now we can do the trumpets. Uh, <laughs> so let's try or bugles. Ten hut, it's coach's cadence. So listen up. Hey, good morning. It's going to be a twofer today. Uh, the topic practice, I wrote this several years ago. So practice, practice, practice is what they said to me. Practice, practice, practice to be all that you can be. If you want to be the best at whatever it is you do, then practice, 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 and you'll be a better you. Uh, that one keeping in theme with the uh, topic today, but this one, this is the anniversary of when I wrote this, uh, this poem. I wrote it on September 10th, 2002, one year, just shy one year of after 9-11. And uh, with 9-11 uh, tomorrow, uh, you know, I'd just like to get us in that, that thought of remembering all the, the families and uh, the people whose lives, all of us, whose lives have changed uh, because of that day. The king was overtaxing his subjects far away, things were really getting ugly until that fateful day when the colonists dressed as Indians descended upon the ships and tossed the tea into the sea as a cry rose from their lips. You can no longer overtax us. We have no more to give. So take your laws and leave our land. We choose to govern where we live. Things had gotten rough before, but this time was a first that saw America at its best when things were at its worst. And it started a tradition, a way of life, so to say, that has affected all Americans from then until today. Every time we get complacent and start bickering among ourselves, someone comes to try to break us, to cast our paradise into hell. 
But every time they do it, they find out like the rest. It's when things are at its worst that America is at its best. Now this latest interruption that is known as 9-11 as they toppled the Twin Towers and set thousands into heaven is just one more reminder to those beyond our shore that we can be your greatest friend or you can be no more. So take this as a warning. If you want to put us to the test, you will find America and Americans at their best. Nice. Nice. Coach's cadence. Excellent. Give him a little golf clap for that. Nope. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. There it is. Excellent. So practice, practice, practice. It's what we're all about here this morning. And why don't, why don't adults continue to practice? Tom Allen, good morning. All the way from Allen, Texas. Uh, and Carrie Thomas, glad to have you with us. Uh, guys, um, I think that um, we don't practice because it never leads to a 100% guarantee for success. In other words, if we're going to lose and not lose our place, why practice? Right? So I think as adults, I cannot practice. I can show up to my job. I have the talents to do my job. I can do it. Uh, but if there's a bad day, uh, or things go wrong as they sometimes will. And the roads are trudging. I don't get fired. I, I keep my job. And uh, you hear the status quo. I do just enough to get by or whatever the case may be. Or what we've heard, Ron, is you do just enough not to get fired. Right. So why practice? How long have you worked here? Ever since they threatened to fire me? Right. Uh, so, so I think that as adults... There is a comfort in being just good enough well, to maintain. So well, that yeah, that's that's very true. In the, the same thing is true in aviation. People do just enough to meet the the minimum requirements so that they can fly IFR. They do just enough to pass the biennial flight review, which is like a driver's test every year. Yeah, they, they don't. They say if I can do that then I have accepted that I'm okay. That that you convince yourself I'm good enough. Yeah. In fact, I thought about starting a governmental contracting company called That's Good Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Met the specs. True, true. Uh, Jess Sassano, good morning. Hello, from my Slang people. and Hope Radio. Glad to have you with us bright and early here on Monday morning. Stick around uh, all day. We got We got great... Great shows Good all shows. day, starting at 11 with the new show, Adventures of Unstructured Time, finishing with Slang Jess and, and Shay, Slang and Hope, which is great. Uh, so, so yeah, so so why even practice then? Uh, that, uh, Ron, you, you had mentioned something in your segment uh, at the end of the last hour that practice helps create confidence, mm -hmm. okay? So we'll we'll pick on Coach for a little bit, um, Coach. Coach, oh, that's a, that's new. Coach, well, you mentioned it uh, last hour. Is that Thursday you had an engagement uh, where you were speaking on a topic that um, you're passionate about, and you showed up to a a place um, in a suit and tie, and this is not what you normally wear. But then throughout the day, people treated you a little different yeah. you felt and 
So the the question is, is because you had practiced that, and, and trust me when I say I wasn't there, but I, I know it was a great uh, it was it was a great engagement because uh, some people who were there uh, were at uh, coffee with me on Friday and they were they were ask, still asking you questions about it. So I know you knocked it out of the park. Uh, but if that's but the, the question was, what were you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> if that's the if that's the case, then uh, why don't we practice uh, and, and brand ourselves uh, on a daily basis uh, uh, of that uh, piece of excellence. Well, I took your advice when we had the show on decluttering, and I took most of my shirts and ties and, and suit jackets and gave them to Goodwill. Yeah. Uh, that's one attempt to sidestep the issue. How'd that work for you? Um, you know, you're absolutely right. It's, uh, it, it's one of those things that uh, I'm, I'm comfortable, like, like you know, and sure. polos and and jeans or whatever you know, I'm always I'm comfortable in my own skin pretty much wherever I'm at. Uh, but it it is it, it, if I if I want to continue to grow in the in the business world, I mean you're right. I I probably should practice that a little bit more. Uh, so it's an internal conflict. I don't want to. I want to wear this. I want to wear this. Yeah. You want me to wear that. I don't want to do what you want me to do. So there's there's a little bit of that going on that I need to. So sort out. You guys grew up in a time, uh, and we're in high school in a time when uh, e- the teachers wore suits, not in Nebraska, and shirts and ties. And when you had to show up to a, a high school dance, there was a dress code. Absolutely, you, you had to, to to be in a in a blazer and, and a tie. Um, the the gentleman, uh, unless you worked in a factory, uh, always had a, a hat and uh, and a suit on. Um, and I, you know, take a look at uh, at Leave It to Beaver. Uh, you know, look at look at Ward Cleaver, the way that that he dressed, and uh, and everybody presented themselves and they practiced that on a daily basis. Uh, there, you knew how to tie a tie, Ron, by the age you were what. Uh, about seven or eight. Seven or eight. And I can tell you that I can take a look at most seniors in high school who have no idea how to tie a tie. I can take a look at the business world today and go, nice attempt. <laughs> right? Uh, and, and so the interesting thing to me is here you are uh, in 2018 uh, and so far removed from that look and it was it's what you grew up with and i even take a look at at churches and now pastors are in blue jeans and untucked shirts yeah when by gosh when you went to church you put on your sunday best sunday go to meeting clothes and you and you showed up and you ought not get them dirty when we go to grandma's afterwards right so there are a lot of things that we used to practice that we're really, really good that now we've we've gone because we stopped practicing, we've gone so far away from. Oh, well, you know, you've mentioned about churches, and boy, that's a big debate because I run into people say, "Well, no one wears a suit and a tie here." They said, "Well, if the president of the United States, uh, if you were going into his office, would you wear a coat and tie?" And, Politics, the politics. Was that? No, no, no. It, it's 
personalities. It doesn't matter who the president is. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Said, would you wear a coat and tie? And he said, well, yes, I would. He said, but if I was the president's son, I could walk into that office with a polo shirt and blue jeans. And it's a whole different, it's a whole discussion about where are we culturally and what differences does it make? And what it, it comes down to is those are practices as a noun versus practice, which is a verb. And I think there's a difference between what we're discussing as far as that was the practice as opposed to the act of practicing something. Interesting. Interesting. So so there's a difference there. Uh, but every day I practice looking like a banker. Right? You're a banker. Uh, and, uh, and... And... Uh, being an owner of a radio station, I, I practice trying to look like the owner of a radio station and behaving that way, right? Um, but what you're saying is those are practices, noun, as, compo- as, opposed, to, uh, as opposed to here's something I physically work on. Uh, that I practice, yes. And, and we talk about why don't adults... Practice. Yeah, why don't we stop practicing? We just suit up and show up. Yeah. And I think one of the things is, is some do it because of their age. That they can't reconcile that they'll never be as good as had they started earlier. So they resign themselves to the fact that they can't improve. You don't have to be the best, especially if you're in uh, the later stages of your life or in your retirement ages. You don't have to be the best, but if you continue to improve, people not only see that, but they're inspired by it, and they surround you because of that. I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. Uh, I I agree with that. Um, Tom Allen says a, a huge difference between the two, and I, I have a tendency to agree with him. I, uh, you know, there was a, a, a study done on. Uh, student performance and they found out on picture day when the kids were dressing up for their their pictures there were you know there was always less uh less tardies there were less uh, behavioral issues in school that when we dress better we act better Uh, when we dress like a business professional we act more like a business professional and um, there's a lot to it um, I, I don't have an answer for you uh, outside of the fact. I'm, I'm going to put words in Tom Allen's mouth because he can't be on the air with us at the moment, but he will either agree or disagree with me. Uh, Tom goes with me when I practice my IFR flights. So that's flying with goggles on that you can't see anything other than the panel in a plane. Tom can tell when I've regularly done IFR approaches or if I've taken a couple or three months off as to whether or not the airport and the runway, he can see clearly through the windshield or he has to look out the side window to find it. So, so, so let me get this straight. You put on goggles and basically blind yourself? Absolutely. Interesting. Understand, I fly, I fly in weather 
where sometimes you cannot see the propeller on the plane. You'll be flying through clouds. You'll be flying through a fog, rain, uh, all of those type of situations. And so when you do that, you have to have practice to keep everything in sync. Is you don't have to to worry about disorientation. That you practice looking at the instruments instead of what your body's telling you. There's a thing called vertigo. Your body may tell you you're in a turn when actually you're flying straighter level or vice versa. And you have to practice looking at the instruments and training yourself and practicing to look at those instruments instruments so that you overcome the natural tendencies that your body is telling you and quite frankly your body's wrong at that point in time well let me ask you this we've seen it a hundred times on different different movies where the pilot has a heart attack or the pilot gets shot and the grandmother from the third row comes up and gets behind the uh in the cockpit behind the controls is someone who has never flown a plane could is that possible that they could actually bring them in, talk them down to land a plane like like you see in the... Uh, 747 or a 757? Probably not. But they have done simulator testing that uh, general aviation pilots who are put into simulators and given a situation like that have an 85% survival rating for the plane and the passengers that they can bring it in with... with just the basic training of flying a single-engine aircraft. So it is a good thing. You know, every general aviation pilot gets on a commercial aircraft. It's just like the guy sitting at the top of Soldier Field with his jersey on, hoping they call me. I'd love to fly this 757. Mm -hmm. That is uh, great. Tom Allen says, not likely. (laughs) But it it makes for great movie. Yeah, grandmother could not do it. I, Especially with the blow-up doll. She has great prayer warriors. Well, those planes, they can land themselves nowadays. Yeah. Well, if, if you know all the buttons to push. Boy, and does my wife. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Uh, you you only beat me to that by about a second. There we go. Ah, but yes. I loved her first and second on the radio. So here's the deal, and I think this is the biggest part of, of why we... Um, why we need to practice as adults. It, it, Ron, you said it in, in, your, in your piece, it creates confidence. Now, here's where I was going a little bit ago as I was talking about uh, your dress coach, is that there was, a, there was a swag that you had. There was an air of confidence because, number one, you had practiced, you knew what you were going in there, you were tight. And then you played the part, you showed up, you suited up. And there's a swag that happens when you are when you have practiced your confidence is so high you 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 know that it's it you're going to win at whatever it is that you're doing is speaking uh your speaking engagement that day so uh if and and you see it there are times where i have been uh out and i go i don't know who that person is but they're successful I, I don't know, just the way they hold themselves, the way that they dress, the way that they part their hair. Uh, I, the, I don't know what it is about that, that lady, but, man, she's successful. I don't know what it is about that guy, but, oh, my gosh, I know the, that he's successful. And you know that they're not posers. 
you, you know that they've actually done the work and, and you can just tell by the way that they carry themselves. And if that's the case, then then why don't we practice if if we want to be successful and have that confidence? And I think if we understood the amount of confidence that it gives us, then absolutely uh, you'd practice. Well, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying anything. Right? <laughs> uh, so you're right. Uh, I hate it when you're right. Uh, and and it's that... Well, s- you have to understand, Coach's first speech, when he heard that you had to be in the proper dress, that didn't go as well. <laughs> hey. It was a kilt. It was a kilt, right? right. It wasn't a dress. <laughs> uh, so the the point is, and and let's let's pick on the three of us and and take a look at this show. Let's take a look at what we do. Obviously, we practice all the time, and yet I still screw things up, right? I mean, hey, wait but a minute, it's it's time to you it's know. It's not about the, the mistake; it's about the recovery, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, so, oh yeah, well there it is, uh, and uh, yeah, absolutely. Those the the commercials ran great, uh, and and were just on key. Uh, however, uh, now we didn't have the the volume. So, uh, the idea, I guess, uh, is um, why don't we find the priority to say, hey. Let's run through at least an hour of this show before the show comes on. Because we waste all the good stuff. Look at our, our trips when we were on WHIW in Harvard. It was a half hour ride. I'd, I'd pick it up at his house. We'd have a half hour to the, the station. We'd start going. And and that, some of the greatest shows, we should have had the, the live going on that in the car. Times, yeah. uh, when we get on and, and actually go, some of that would come out, but a lot of it would get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I, yes, today in the show is Officer Thompson here. <laughs> 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 really, Officer, we're live. What are you doing holding your cell phone? Uh, uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, good morning, Peter Gall. Pete Talks Jobs following us this morning at 9 a.m. Hey, Marvin Petzl from uh, Dallas, Texas just tuned in. Hey, Marvin. Good morning, Marvin. So, so here we have a three-hour show, and, three and I want you, I want you all to understand show. something: is that every Wednesday morning we do have a production uh, meeting about the next Monday's show, right? And it's hard that is to believe, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, but then, um, coach, you don't practice, you don't prepare. Kent, you don't practice, you don't prepare. Maybe a little bit. Maybe Sunday night we throw a couple thoughts together. Uh, you know, Ron, hey, you know, late Sunday night, you're, you're, you're doing, you know, Rancher Ron segment. Uh, so all of a sudden, again, our back's against the wall, but here we go. Uh, now, there's a comfortableness between the three of us that we can show up and, and, and roll it off the cuff, but we've had some feedback that says, boy, it sounds like you guys rolled it off the cuff. Uh, with that said, and delivering it and, and being accountable to all the people who are our listeners, um... Why, why don't we put more time into practicing our pieces? Well, I actually, I, I mean, I put in time, like the, the, the poetry and stuff that I do on, on Coach's Cadence, I, I run that several times throughout the course of the week. Uh, imagine myself here. And it, it's funny how occasionally I will forget a line. 
uh, believe it or not. <laughs> and, I, and then I can't I can't get that line back. You know, it's just it'll just be gone and gone and gone. And so I'll have to go up, pull it up, and once I see it written down, then it fits right back, back into mm-hmm. the poem and and it goes. But I, um, you know, that that side of it I practice quite often. I go into the topics and I go out and research, you know, well, I'm a coach. I know everything about practice. How much research do I have to do on practice? I mean, I practice every day. I, I'm out there practicing with the kids every day. And yet you guys will constantly bring up something that I miss, which is why we take notes and why we yep. have the wrap up at the end of the show on uh, the importance and the value of it. And within the personal life, you know, you said it earlier, you know, coach, you're out here coaching, but are you practicing your coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we launched the radio station, I kind of stepped away from the uh, the individual coaching as much, and and now I've had three individuals in the past two weeks come and want to start, uh, you know, a coaching relationship with me, and I had to go back and re- recover my paperwork, and I had to sit. And when I asked my wife to sit down and let me practice coaching her, that was like no. <laughs> <laughs> she says, "I'll coach you." Uh, right. No, she didn't. That's uh, she would do. You know, if I had asked her really to do that, she would. But I found myself out of practice, uh, and so the 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 first guys I went through, uh, it was Naaman Johnson, and uh, you know I'm, I'm sitting, I'm going with Naaman, and uh, I realized that man, I need to break it out, and I need to get back, and I need to review what I'm doing, and that all brought it back to making sure I'm spending more time preparing for what we do here, making sure I'm preparing. For I've got another presentation coming up this Thursday in McHenry, um, and I've done that presentation before, but I've done it in like nine minutes, and they have me talking for 15 minutes. So now I have to modify and bring in some more things. And Boy, uh, I can see the uncomfortableness in your eyes <laughs> for having to go 15. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have 20? <laughs> That's uh, right. You got me. Uh, I, I, I packed it into nine minutes, but okay, let's well, go. All right, now I'm I can teasing. expand on this piece. Uh, but so so it, it, it is. We, we have to make a distinction here. Uh, the difference between practice and like a broken record method. Uh, uh, is it practice or is it mindless repetition? Because mindless repetition gets boring it, it, you don't improve. You just practice the same thing over and over again. And it, to me, that's not practice. Practice is trying new things. Practice is, is trying it a little different way that yep. you hope will improve the situation. Sometimes it improves the situation. Sometimes it's a big <laughs> crash and burn. Not talking about aviation. <laughs> yeah. And... There's a difference. So how are you approaching the activity? Is it just a mindless repetition of the same thing over and over again? And you will probably not improve doing that. If you look at practice as a discipline and a task, it says, okay, I'm going to change this and I'm going to record what I'm doing so that if this works, then I'm going to include it in the routine. And the routine becomes different each time that I do it. And I work on different areas of my delivery, of my speaking, to try to make it a better situation. So, so give me give me an example of what you're what you're talking about. Example would be, you just you get up and you go through the same routine. You get up in the morning. If, if Rancher Ron always got written, 
at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. on Monday morning, and I get up or go through it, wouldn't practice, wouldn't go through it, just write it, deliver it, and go home. That method in the beginning didn't work, although I was inspired to do that. It wasn't as good. I then decided, hey, I've got to do this a little bit farther ahead of time. I have to make it a priority to put that in. So I started working on it earlier. Then I said, you know, when I went back and listened to the tapes, I said, the problem is that you can tell it's being read. How now can I practice it yeah. so that conversation instead of a book? Right. Um, and, and thanks for clarifying that. That's still a, a work in progress. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not as smooth as I want it to be. Uh, and I'm working on different ways. How do you write the notes? Uh, do you have just bullet points? What Do you have keywords? What's the best way to handle that? And yeah. that becomes practice. It becomes changing a method in an attempt to improve. But if it's just repetition of the same thing, that's not practice. Um, yeah, and, and, and thanks for that because um, I, I always say that, that practice creates that muscle memory and, and, it, and it builds that. Uh, and repetition is is a good thing but i like that you mentioned it to improve right because uh, i want to i want to get better uh and that to me i think is is very important um that's that's the way a lot of us grew up learning yeah. right you do your times table to, to you got that page and you got to do it inside of a minute or whatever i was never very good at that but i knew math really well i just couldn't do it fast um so I, I think that there there are um, there are times uh, I would practice my sermons. I practice uh, you know Deke's health and fitness tips uh, and and go on, uh, several several times throughout throughout the week and try to put it together to to sound sound good and um it's never the same but and i guess it's never at the same time it's it's when it it kind of falls falls on me like hey let me just run through this uh but i i you know this week was a tough one because we said hey we're gonna keep sports out of it we're gonna (laughs) keep keep sports heroes out of it uh you know you could say that yeah you could sure tell that aaron Rodgers practiced right he's one of the best michael jordan all these people right but uh, when it comes to professional lives, our professional lives, how how much do we practice? And practice to me, guys, as I said earlier, is is what I read, is what articles I read, what books I'm reading, what is making me better mentally uh, than than I was the day before, because uh, that is practice for me. Um, Pete says, Ron, what you describe sounds like what I refer to as testing routine is defined and a regular time frame in which you do the things that help you strengthen what you do. Practice to me is, uh, what I do that helps reinforce the structure of what's being built, uh, strengthening within a defined model. When the model doesn't work, it's okay to restructure it. It's well put. Well, well, and um, mindless repetition, as, as you put it, gets it in. With my poetry, in order to learn the words, there's a lot of repetition mm-hmm. that, that locks it in. Then once I have it, 
Then I, I, I practice it to work on my intonation and, and fluctuation. Um, it, you know, if you can't keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, or if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. Right, the right, first one was so the, much better. Right, the, the difference is one of them gets it in, and then the practice, and I record most of my practices so I can listen back, and am I, if I'm putting the emphasis on the right syllable, uh, I- you know, at the right time. Yeah. And uh, so I, th- I think there is a point for where you have to have that just repetition, 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 repetition to get it in, but then you have to go through and and adjust. Yeah, it was difficult. Uh, it was difficult for me to uh, when you when you Google practice, you know, it's <laughs> no. like guitar practice, uh, blah blah. blah. There's all this weird stuff. Uh, questions for interviews and yeah. I googled why don't we practice and every one of them started out with why don't we practice what we preach uh, you know yeah. and, and it, there wasn't anything specifically on why do we stop practicing right there wasn't uh, I, so was we're, we're, we're in groundbreaking uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah it was difficult for me and I, you, you had to do some digging some reading and things like that and then I, I go back to Ron I go back to Ma- Malcolm Gladwell Malcolm Gladwell, you know, practice isn't the thing you do once you're good. It's the thing you do that makes you good. 10,000 hours before you are a uh, a professional or an expert, right? And I think we forget that. I think that we say, okay, I'm going to put my 10,000 hours in. Well, uh, has anybody broken that down? How many hours on, a, you know, how, how many years is that? 10,000 hours if you're working 40 hours a week. So the interesting thing to me that I went back to is Malcolm Gladwell saying that 10,000 hours makes you an expert. And I think that's what we all strive to get to is that expert field. We want to be an expert uh, in uh, the radio uh, field. We want to be an expert in media, an expert flyer. Um, we want to. We want to do that. So if that's the case, why do we why why is it that I have uh, read the book, love the book, understand the concepts, but then I, I set it aside and it doesn't come back to me until perhaps this topic comes up about well, the 10,000 hours. I think the antithesis of that comment that 10,000 hours of practicing something wrong makes you an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, my mother-in-law th- <laughs> thinks that I have uh... <laughs> right, right from the very first moment you walked in today, Ron. You have been on fire. I, right. I, I, well, you, it does. I love. I, right? I, I love the way he thinks because it's that thinking that really uh, opens us up and, get, and gets us outside of our favorite geometric shape. Uh, I don't want to lock you into getting out of a box. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, is the practice productive? Maybe people practice too much in certain areas. If you practice to the point, one, you're not improving, and in some cases you can practice where to where your skills are starting to diminish because mm-hmm. you burned yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a light switch only has so many flips in it <laughs> before it wears out. Good right, one, Kevin. Yeah, and it's never the amount of flips that the box says you'll get out of it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I, I'm just, uh, my thought is, is I think as professionals, 
um, once you have reached your 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 dream job, okay. Now, here's an exciting thing: as I was uh, mowing, uh, trimming my lawn, and and getting stung by bees, harvesting because, because there was a a bee's nest under a log and uh, oh. all this good stuff. Yeah, it's all right. Well, Tim, uh, he's got the anointment for that. <laughs> yeah, right. Where was he? Uh, and just a it, phone call away. And so, uh, you know, as I as I'm running through this, and I and I'm I'm thinking about it, is that if I were to take a look at my professional career, I'm a I'm at a place in my life where where I I am I like to be. At, at this point in my life, I don't want to be the president of the bank, right? Uh, I don't I don't want that that those headaches. I don't want that responsibility. Um, I like where I'm at. Uh, it's challenging uh, yet comfortable. Um, however, with with this radio station, twenty one six, the net, um, it's on the it's on the tip of my tongue with everything that I do. Everybody that I talk to, this is the first thing out of my mouth because I've been practicing. Uh, how do we build this this station? What are the things that we do and some of the neat things we can do? Uh, and we've got some neat things coming up probably in the next six months, which is just really, really cool. But um, I practice being a, a station owner on a daily basis. And I, I, I read articles. I talk to other um, uh, owners of, of podcasts and, and radio and, and uh, throughout the week. Uh, to see how they think, to see what struggles they have. Um, I had a great conversation the other day with uh, Community Radio uh, 101.5, I want to say it is, out of, uh, out, of, out of Huntley. And we just had a great conversation about the struggles of, uh, of radio uh, and the joys of radio. Um, and, uh, and when I'm able to inspire people and they look at me and go, wow, you, you've really got this figured out. Uh, it makes me feel good. And the only reason is, is because I do put in enough hours to be confident with what I'm doing. And, and it's interesting that when you have that confidence, um, you know, Hey, even a blind squirrel finds a nut, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's how I found you. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, I, I think that is I think that is more often than not the need for practice as adults is to get that confidence so that no matter where you're at or what you're in, um, it's the same way. I can hold a great conversation with the president of the bank because I read enough uh, in, in the financial uh, area uh, to be able to talk with him uh, at a different level than, uh, when can we get a new computer, you know? So <laughs> I think there's I think there's a lot there. And that is the, getting a new computer. Yeah. And that is the practice piece of it. I, I think that uh, that we all have to to work on, um, which is great. So there you go. Well, the other thing is living out on the West Coast. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh. That was pretty sure. Nope. No, you go. go. West Coast. No, West Coast. Fire. Living Finish. on the West Coast. Yeah. After the top of the hour, we're going to talk about living on the, the West Coast. Coast. What that has to do with practice. (laughs) There we go. All right. Fair enough. Well, you know what that music means. What does that music mean? After the top of the hour. We're going to be talking about living on the West Coast. (laughs) (laughs) It is rapid fire. Rapid fire. For Monday, September the 10th, 2018. Rapid fire. 
that part of the show where Deke asks the questions and everybody else answers, except for the last question. Uh, you got 30 seconds to answer the question. At the end of that 30 seconds, you'll hear the buzzer. Once you hear the buzzer, your time's up. And uh, today it is brought to you by the letters R, U, and the number crazy. R, U, crazy. R, U, and the number crazy. This is Rapid Fire. Boy, we're getting that down pretty good. I, I, I pass. Okay. So, Ron. Uh, as we talk about practice, these questions are designed all around practice and the, what practice can do for your life. So, uh, you brought it up, Ian Rancheron. So, I'm going to start with you. Why does practice build confidence and why is that important in your life? Practice builds confidence because you've already encountered some of the situations that will come into your life. And any time that you're facing something for the second time, you're more confident in handling it than when you face it for the first time. What practice does is prepares you for those unexpected events that will happen. Uh, one of the things I took off once and the landing gear on a rented plane hung up. I had practiced that so many times on how to resolve that situation, I was able to provide calm to the passengers, resolve the situation, and land the plane safely. And had I not known what to do, it would have been a much different ending. I, I gave him a little more than 30 seconds because I, I cut him off earlier. I saw you reaching, yeah. reaching, reaching. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> Rapid fire is the whole concept is that you don't practice. That's right. <laughs> that is right. That is right. Uh, coach, when you know your stuff, you can enjoy your performance instead of worrying over your lack of preparation. So why are people unwilling to put time into practice and preparation? I, at times I think we believe we don't need it, that we are we're good enough. You said it earlier. We, we know our craft. We're good enough at our craft. We've passed all the tests before. I, I, I don't want to go back through uh, second grade again to learn how to spell, so I'll just use spell check. Uh, we, we, we believe we're good enough, and, and good enough is good enough until good enough isn't. And then, then we begin to realize that, oh, shoot, I should have practiced because that guy was practicing. He just got the promotion. And the promotion that he got was the, be uh, the, the buzz. I'm <laughs> knocking this thing over. It's crazy. All right, Ron, this is a good one. How does practice increase your knowledge? And how does increased knowledge create more possibilities for you? So it's a two-part question. How does practice increase your knowledge? And how does increased knowledge create more possibilities for you? Practice increases your knowledge and how to handle situations differently than you would handle it if it just came to you. Saying that, having the ability to handle situations differently and understanding the skills that you have to get through a problem prepares you for many different areas to apply your problem-solving techniques. It isn't always about the technology and the, the technical side of what you do, but it's the ability to do Nice. Nice. I like it. Coach, there are many ways you can build a future for yourself. How does practice enhance your future? 
when you practice something, uh, well, well, let's just go to speaking. When I practice my talks and I'm very professional and very energized during my talks, more people are going to want me to talk at more places. So by practicing and, and coming off with a, a professional uh, presentation, it's going to open more doors. Uh, and that's true in any um, industry that you're in. If you have practiced your financial presentations, you're going to open more opportunities for more clients, for more for more people. But <laughs> I'm watching you reach for the buzz, but it doesn't buzz. I'm like, all right, I hit it just on time. I wonder what's going uh, on. Like a quick comment on that. <laughs> yeah. When Garth Brooks was at the top of his game, he booked his band under an assumed name to go out and practice his new album in all the little honky-tonks that he would never play. And by doing that practicing, he was then prepared for the big stadiums for the new songs and new album he was doing. Did he, like, wear a wig and a ponytail also? (laughs) And his new song uh, is about the honky-tonk that he's got out. It's really pretty good. Uh, Anywho, uh, Ron, I love to relax, I love to enjoy, and I love to feel good. Why does practicing help you relax, enjoy, and feel good? I don't know that for me it always does. <laughs> uh, I attack it with a discipline. I attack it with a standpoint of how do I improve. And in many cases, practice is work. And I don't normally relax when I work. So I I don't know that I have the right answer for that one because practice isn't always a relaxing event for me. I'm going to practice being anxious. Yeah, there it is. Okay, we're good to go. All right. Well, thank you, Ron, for uh, letting us know that practice doesn't help you relax, enjoy, or feel good. (laughs) I apologize about that. Uh, It's aligned with your passion. There you go. Coach, practice. Passion, you got it. There it is. Coach, there's there's the rest of my 30 seconds. (laughs) Thanks. You never said the 30 seconds all had to be in one continuous unit. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Just somewhere in there. Oh, That's so I, from two weeks ago, I've got yeah, some time hey, left. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I've got 20 seconds left on this one. Um, coach, this yes. is a great one for you, uh, interestingly enough. Practicing allows you the ability to create. Why is creating so important in everyday life? Well, from a, just a scientific perspective, whenever you're creating something new, you create a new neural pathway. And as that new neural pathway starts, it's, it's, it's small and slender, it started. But now as you practice, it strengthens and continues to grow that neural pathway. And you begin to, to, to can, it becomes easier, uh, more natural. Uh, th- there's nobody, I mean, you know, there's a movie out a few years called The Natural. There's nobody who's perfectly natural. They might have the basics, but it's practice that scientifically helps you become better uh, prepared, better... <laughs> Better ish, ish. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, good. I like that. I like that. Well, I uh, just saw something on neural pathway, and I wanted to throw that into one of my answers fair this enough, And it worked well. Thank you. Yeah. That was good. Like a Clairol ad. Natural. <laughs> 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 Oh, uh, could cause dry mouth, vomiting. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Ron, practice practice creates a lot of motivation. Julie Ford, good morning. Where in your life can you use this motivation? It transcends your entire life. Oh. If you become motivated in one area, 
I've noticed that I become motivated in other areas. That it builds, like we said, a confidence in you. It creates a desire in you. It creates a passion in you. And that passion is con contagious to others. So I find that when I'm going in one area, everything else starts to fall into place. If I'm depressed in one area, it seems to also transcend all the other areas of my life. Nice, nice. Uh, Coach, one's emotions can usually set a person back on their path to success. Their emotions can usually set a person back on the path to success. How does practice keep your emotions in check? I need to, because you used the word set back in there, but get back, I think is what you're, you're meaning to ask here. Nope. Get back. Are, are you talking about a setback? Because actually going yep. backwards. Yep. One's one's emotions. So would you rephrase the, yep. one's the question? One's emotions can usually set a person back on their path to success. So set a setback. Step few steps step backwards. Back. Right. We get emotional, and it can hold us back. Okay. How does practice keep your emotions in check so you can keep moving forward? The first rule of the martial arts is fight with your head, not with your heart. Uh, when when your heart gets involved, when you get emotional, if you get angry or you get overly happy, it, it, whatever emotion it is, um, it actually takes you off the track because you're going to overthrow, you're going to over-execute, you're not going to be... So getting the emotions under control, as I said, the first rule of martial arts, fight with your head, not with your heart. Get back to your practice and training and allow that to carry you through. Nice. Nice. Excellent. Hey, good morning to Doug Peterson out good morning, there. Morning, Dougie. Hey, Doug. Always glad to have you with us. Uh, Ron, uh, here we are. Uh, probably got time for three more questions, one for each of you and then the, the final one. How can people tell when you haven't practiced? <laughs> it's obvious. There it is. No, it, it comes across because you then don't have the confidence and you can see a person who's struggling, who can't handle a situation, who's nervous. The old thing, don't let them see you sweat. People can see you sweat. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how they know you haven't prepared. And when, when you give an answer that they would have given instead of an answer they may not have given, it also becomes a rote kind of a thing. <laughs> That's it. And guys, uh, after the top of the hour, let's come back to that because I've got something groundbreaking on that. Um, Coach, when you're at the top of your game, opportunities tend to just fall at your feet. How many hours of practice each week will ensure that you get to the top and those opportunities happen? Well, if there are a thousand hours of practice available, you should use them all. Uh, but if you look at it, you need to spend at least one to two hours a day practicing your craft. Uh, and whether that's reading, inspiring, watching, uh, or listening to a video while you're listening to a video while you're driving, listening to a speaker while you're driving. Good morning, Pam Kish. Uh, it's, it, you can, you, you've got to spend time. And it, let's just put it in a percentage. I, I think 20% of your time should be focused on practicing your craft. Like hitting the buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it three times. I don't know what's going on. All right, final question right here. So let's uh, let's go with it. Uh, what three things 
What three things, Ron, are you going to practice in the next four weeks? And will you track them so we can report back to our audience on how it has worked? So what three things are you going to practice in the next four weeks? And will you track them so we can report back to our audience uh, and let them know how it's worked? Number one, no, I'm not going to report back. <laughs> it would be embarrassing. <laughs> Secondly, three things I'm going to practice. I will continue to practice on the presentation, the method of presentation, eliminating some of the words that always precede sentences like so, uh, mm -hmm. um, well. Mm. I don't eliminate those. I'll also work on practicing becoming a better rancher. Uh, as I get into the position of spending more time in one area, I let other areas slide a little bit. I'm going to practice on creating a schedule, discipline, and balance so that all areas are improving instead of one being sacrificed at the expense of another one improving. Nice. That was a quick buzzer. Coach, yes. uh, same thing to you. What three things are you going to practice in the next four weeks, and will you track them so we can report back to our audience on how it has worked? If he doesn't have to report, I'm not reporting either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am going to focus on on, on my the professional dress level. Uh, I called myself out on it. You called me out on it for, as confirmation, and you brought it up again this morning as I you know continue. And then you just rolled your eyes out at me. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> Look, I'm right. I'm right. You, uh -huh. you smack yourself. I'm busy. Uh, but that's uh, that's one of the things. Will I track it? Yes, I will. Nice, nice, excellent. Be glad to hear that. So, Deke, what uh, what three things are you going to practice in the next four weeks, and will you track them so we can report back to our audience on how it has worked? Uh, yeah, absolutely, I'll track them. I don't I don't mind if I if I fall. I'm human. That's okay. Uh, and let's keep in mind that in four weeks I won't be in the studio. <laughs> 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 I'll be out on my man camp. Uh, and the three things that uh, that I'm going to practice, uh, I'm going to really work on Peter Galt and Ron. You guys have sent me some things for voiceover work. Uh, and uh, I'm really going to work on my enunciation and things like that. I'm going to really try to really hone in on that craft. Um, I'm also going to get back into the the practice of reading on a daily basis uh, outside of, of the Bible uh, because uh, it's something that I've stepped away from a little bit and I miss it and I uh, really started reading again here this past week so I'm going to really practice on, on at least uh, 20 minutes a day uh, of just good positive uh, stuff coming in and uh, then I'm just going to practice on, on being more present being right in the future uh, that's how I think we live best you got it, Peter Gulp. Little shout out there to your podcast. Uh, but when we, uh, when when I am present in the moment, I'm not worried about what's going on down the road, or I'm not worried about what's happening uh, in the future uh, or in the past. That's when I'm at my best. So I'm really going to work on those three things, and uh, and I'll report back. I think it. I think those are great things to do. And uh, that, folks, put the buzzer on this rapid week's fire. this week's rapid fire. It's kind uh, of, we had a question. What's with the buzzer? It's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that is uh, that tells you that it's time. 
right? <laughs> Rapid fire is uh, we each have 30 seconds to answer the, the yeah. questions. That can and the buzzer tells us we're done with our 30 seconds, which right. doesn't mean we stop talking. No. It just, it, well, the thing is, is that the reason we have to use that is the theme to Jeopardy is copyrighted. Let me see. It'd be sued. We might have to come up for their own. We may. We may. Let's see if I can get this to work this time. Let's just give it a try. Let's just see what happens here as we go here. Let's give it a try. Nope, still too soft. I don't Interesting. know what happened there. I'll have to get. The, I'll have to work on that. So, did you play them from the? Uh, nope. It might be that we got too many things opened up here. Or something. Who knows? Maybe if you it's played it from the. Uh, so anyway, uh, hey, Natural Therapy Wellness Center is one of our sponsors. Uh, www.mckenrymassage.com eight one five three eight five eight one nine zero for all your uh, wellness. Uh, in touch with them absolutely and we broadcast from high atop the sticker dude complex in johnsburg illinois for all your vehicle wrap needs uh, vinyl uh banners like the one you see up here uh, 21.6 the net uh they can do just about anything with your marketing they also do sports apparel for youth teams and uh, all kinds of things StickerDude.com for all your vinyl and vehicle wrap needs absolutely and of course uh we've got uh the mobile accountant right uh right here mobile accounting with uh eric mason uh hey he brings the world of tax and accounting to you eric mason zero five at gmail.com or give him a call two two four three two one six eight five nine uh cleaning up one paint at a time it's northern illinois windows niwservice.com over 28 years of, of cleaning windows, power washing buildings, vehicles, cars, decks. Uh, they're getting into some deck sealer, or patio sealing now as well. Uh, but uh, and, and your gutters, get your get your mind out of the gutter and get NIW service in your gutters. Uh, 815-385-6646 or check them out on the web. Contact them through niwservice.com. And Xtech for repair and IT done right. Check them out at xtechxtek.repair. Thanks, guys. We appreciate all the help and sponsorship. And I apologize. We do have some great commercials. I just and it played perfectly the first yep. time. I just lost the volume <laughs> on or something. So it is what it is. We'll get there. Uh, and now, uh, Tom. This is sponsor bowling team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perhaps. Uh, and, of course, now, um, uh, hey, Pam Gish says, I'm going to be working on keeping a PMA while on our family golf trip. Positive mental attitude. PMA. Uh, which is great. So, uh, Deke's health and fitness tips come in right now. Why? Because I am the picture of perfect health, just the before picture. And uh, as we're talking about practice... Um, I want everybody to know one thing is the thing that we don't practice enough is our why. Why? Why, why, why? What is the reason? What is the purpose? Mm. We just don't practice it enough. And what I mean is that we say, hey, I need to get in shape because or I need to get healthy because. And a diet isn't going to 
create healthiness, a diet, a fad, those type of things. It's just not going to work. Uh, I'm going to exercise. You eventually get tired of getting up every morning and walking on the treadmill. I'm going to do go to the gym and lift weights. You eventually get tired of going. And the reason is, is we don't practice our why. Why? Okay. Why don't we practice now, our why? We can take uh, people who are uh, baby boomers and uh, their doctors might have said, here's why. It's <laughs> life or death. You yeah. have to change or else you, you're going to have diabetes or you're going to oh. die or whatever the case may be. Right? So the uh, that's a strong why, and that why is yep. I I can now keep, I gotta do it. I can keep that why out in front of me. I, I want to be around for my grandkids. I want to be around to uh, to uh, enjoy some uh, adventures of unstructured time at eleven a.m. to noon <laughs> here at twenty one six the net. Uh, and the interesting thing is, is if you're like me and you're middle aged and or younger there there isn't a big why and we don't practice our why and what i mean by that is we don't envision it we don't keep it in front of us every day we don't practice the reason why our purpose and you say can't how do you practice your why here's exactly how you practice it um arnold schwarzenegger when he was young and he was coming uh, up in the world of bodybuilding, he had pictures of all these great bodybuilders uh, on on his wall of posters uh, because he was going to be like that person. He kept the vision in front of him on a daily basis. He practiced his why every day. And as he started to see results, he practiced harder and he practiced harder. And it's when you don't understand your purpose, when you don't practice your why, you got to envision. Um, I, uh, I, I shared a couple of pictures uh, with, with my family uh, on, on my why. Here's why. I want to get in good shape because I don't want to be 77 years old and being told what it is that, that, that I have to change my lifestyle. Um, I want to be in great shape. I want people to look at me and go, oh, well, there's not a fat slob, <laughs> right? That's why. Uh, so the reason that we don't get healthy, the reason we don't eat healthy, the reason that we gain weight and turn to food for comfort instead of sustenance is because we don't know our why. So yeah. folks, I'm just clearly going to challenge you on practice your why practice what it is that you look like uh down down the road uh, a year or two after you start your journey it doesn't happen overnight practice that why see it feel it breathe it work it right yes. coach and i right now are on a double or nothing because he's lucky because today he would have been sitting in a green bay jersey this morning uh but since we're going double or nothing on weight loss is is a great thing now i hope that i lose because that means you win which is great right uh at the same time i hope that i win so that i can embarrass you in a green bay jersey right i wouldn't, I wouldn't be embarrassed christmas day Around all your family and friends. It'll be fun. <laughs> um, Under the parka. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so, uh, but the thing is, is every day I wake up now and I, I envision my why, right? Um, and I'm taking a little different turn. As I shared last week, you know that you're on the right path when your clothes tell you 
mm-hmm. that it fits better. When you're able to button that top collar, when your pants, right? Um, when, uh, when, when you don't have to take the extra large T-shirt and put it just over your head, the arms inside, right. and stretch <laughs> out the T-shirt. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You know, Been there. <gasps> That's it. Get the jeans. It's so, you're getting a little tighter. <laughs> <laughs> so the the idea is practice your why. Get it out in front of you. Visualize your why. Have your purpose. Understand your purpose. And and not just once a day, several times a day. Practice your why, right? And and I think then that that's when you will set in a new uh, a, a new lifestyle. Since uh, since the beginning of the first bet. I'm I'm down 17 pounds. That's awesome. All right. Since the double or nothing, it's 10. Nice. The the difference in not only how I feel now, I you know I got it in full disclosure. Uh, I went for my physical and my blood pressure was a little bit up. It was at like 150 over 90 something, and the doctor says, "Look," he says, "Uh, we're gonna have you check it morning and night. Go to Walgreens or Walmart or someplace and buy one of those blood pressure things." And I said, "Well, I'm married to a nurse." Um, and so April's been taking my blood pressure morning and night, and as the weight goes down, my blood pressure over the last couple of weeks has been 120 over 68, 128 over 72. It, it's back down. My why has become very, very vision-oriented for me. Now, this weekend, this weekend was Safet und Spiel, and so there was a couple of, uh, you know, bratwurst and... Uh, Schnitzels. A, a, a few recreational inebriating mm-hmm. uh, beverages libations. along the way, libations. And, you know, I got on the scale this morning and I was uh, back up a pound and a half. And Uh-oh. I was like, uh, that's okay because I'm not going to stress about it. I'm not going to worry about it. <coughs> it's just a matter of I'm on, on target and on task. Yeah. And the way the jeans are fitting and everything else, the, the buttoning the collar. I got to tell you, one of the reasons I haven't been wearing the shirts and ties is for that exact reason. I wasn't able to get the collars buttoned. Mm-hmm. I can now button the collars on all my shirts. One of my excuses is gone. Um, so, yeah, you're absolutely right. Practice your why. Um, I appreciate you so much for that very first uh, Deeks Health and Fitness Fits all the way to today. Uh, rebuilding the temple uh, is, uh, is becoming more and more uh, a reality. It's prevalent, right? Uh, I just got a text from an April Stewart says, uh, I like that practice your way needs to be done in all my situations. I think that's cool. And, and, and you do, you have to visualize it. You have to really see. And, uh, for anybody who's just recently retired, I'm just going to say this, that you need to tune into 21.6 and net at 11 AM today for adventures of unstructured time with, uh, Chuck Inman and Ron Hostry. It will change your life. This is a great, great show. Guaranteed. 11 a.m. That's it. 11 a.m. Central. Central. Central Chicago Ron, time. before the top of the hour, you were going to tell us about living on the West Coast. Yes, when it comes to practice. I always thought movie stars were made overnight. They had a easy path. They were good looking. That they didn't have to do anything. They just suited up, showed up, worked a few hours, got a big check, and went home. Yeah. Until I found out that most of them were in the old Gunsmoke episodes and uh, the early TV shows. Yeah. And that many of them, their practice is they continually go to voiceover classes, acting classes, uh, 
beauty and makeup classes, the entire realm, that what you see on the screen is the final product of years and years and years of honing a skill and honing a talent to be able to put themselves in the position of having that opportunity. So true. So true. Uh, and uh, and Pam Gish, uh, actually, the uh, I'm going to be working on keeping a PMA uh, while on our family golf trip. That that means putting more accurately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Pam, the, the she's a health coach, and she says that uh, there's a big difference between a diet mentality and a health mentality, and a strong why is essential. Uh, and our good friend Julie Ford, who's listening as well, uh, will tell you why is is a huge, huge piece. And and I like what you say there, Ron. I mean, the, truthfully, um, you know, those, the, yeah, hours and hours of just, uh, I would guess, uh, acting in, in 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 front of that camera but also um you know they do dress rehearsals they do uh you know several takes because and each take can be considered a, a practice uh if it's not uh you know if it ends on the on the editing floor um ron you uh, in your writing uh, edit a lot of things as well. Um, Peter Galt, who's on, spends about 15 hours to put his his show, his one hour show of uh, of Pete talks jobs, um, you know, into a one hour show. So I th- I think there's a lot of practice in our in our um, in our craft that we do and and that we that we go for, and I think it's important that that we understand. Um, the need for practice and and we become those uh oscar winners we become those uh you know nobel peace prize winners because we we've practiced and we put a lot of time into our into our craft uh we early talked about why adults don't practice and how we have so many excuses and reasons Mm -hmm. not sitting in the doctor's office had a similar experience at tim's he says well how much is a day do you exercise? I said, well, I really don't exercise. Well, why not? I said, well, it's not convenient in my schedule. He looked at me and said, Ron, what would be more convenient? Exercising one hour a day or being dead 24 hours a day? Ooh. Oh, that wasn't a rim shot. That was a real deal. Sorry. But it's true. It's, right? it's true. We, If you want the results, there's a cost. Uh, the old there's no free lunch yeah it, i've had a lot of free lunches but i paid for them afterwards yeah oh well, yeah <laughs> that's right that's right uh <laughs> you never know you never know uh pam says as as coaches we help people identify their why and help them stay focused on it and, and uh and i want to touch on that and thanks for bringing that up pam um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the rapid fire, Ron, real quick. Where where the question was, how can how can people tell when you haven't practiced? And I'm gonna say this: if you're an adamant professional, if if you are that person, people can't tell, cannot tell when you haven't practiced. But you know. But you know. And when you haven't practiced, then you start to slide and you start to slip. And then you see somebody look at their watch or whatever the case may be. 
And the next thing you know, the stories inside of your head start to slip. And the amazing thing is, is if you're good uh, at your craft, people don't know if you haven't practiced. So, right. Uh, it just comes off. But in your own mind, you're like, this is bombing. This is going horrible. I should have practiced. You start having that inner dialogue. And I think that's why adults don't practice because they're afraid of what people will think, uh, yet they can't get out of their own head. Um, and, it's, and it's not the people who think it. it it's that. I'll tell you a story. Um, I was uh, in school to become a deacon. And part of the training was uh, you were put into the rotation for, uh, for, for preaching. Uh, at at your at your home congregation and um i put together this this incredible uh homily i thought and i practiced it and when it just came time on sunday it didn't come out the way that i had anticipated it coming out and it and 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 I, I didn't feel confident. I, there I was lacking confidence. And uh, at the end, uh, the, the priest, uh, you know, we go march out of, uh, of the, or well, I guess it was during the peace, the passing of the peace, and the priest goes, well, that was, uh, that was an interesting one, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, God, I know, it just, man, I pra it just didn't come out the way that I practiced. You know, I, I thought it was a great one. And so then you're like, oh, the priest noticed. And you're like, oh, man, it, everybody noticed. Uh, however, uh, you know, he, he was critical as, as, as a mentor should be, and, and, and I was critical. Uh, but then four people at, at the end of the service, as we're standing there in line shaking hands and kissing babies, came up and said, thanks. It was like you were talking directly to me. Uh, and, and so you just never know, yeah. right? Now, I was in my own head. I let somebody else get in my head uh, because it just didn't, you know, it was tough. And, and, uh, and from that point, it, in, in, all, in all honesty, and from that point, um, I never wrote down another sermon. Yeah. Never wrote down another sermon. I had points that I would cover. I would practice them to my steering wheel. My steering wheel uh, heard more. Save my steering wheel is saved. That's <laughs> it. Uh, so, but the interesting thing is, is I just allowed the spirit to, to move me and 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 preach. But, uh, but it was just very interesting. So I think that uh, we're afraid of what people will think, and and that's why. Good morning, Mike. Uh, with uh, let's go racing, Mike Babbage. Uh, so I, I think that might be that might be a reason as as a. Uh, as an adult, uh, that we would, we're afraid of what people think, and sometimes, no matter how much I practice, it may not come out right. I uh, several years ago, I was battling cluster headaches, and I won't go into the whole story. But the um, the neurologist I was seeing uh, prescribed Tegretol, which was an anti-seizure medication. I call it instant Alzheimer's. Um, it, he. I started it on a Friday. On Wednesday, we had a dedication of the, the flags behind the Johnsburg Community Club. One of my athletes, uh, Eagle Scout Nick Savitsky, uh, started out as a single flagpole and wound up as an Eagle Scout project with all those flags and that beautiful, beautiful uh, 
program back there. I was the Grand Knight of the Knights of Columbus. We had the Knights of Columbus back there. Uh, we had a lot, a lot of things going on. And so my role in this is, you know, I, I was also Nick's uh, varsity soccer coach. He said, would you, would you open things, lead, it, uh, lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance? And I had begun <coughs> forgetting things after I uh, was on this medication. And uh, I didn't realize how much until I, you know, went to start the Pledge of Allegiance. And all that came out was I. I could not remember the words of the Pledge of Allegiance. That Friday was the Relay for Life, and I've been, uh, you know, emceeing the Relay for Life for years. I, you know, everything was, you know, I don't do things with scripts. I don't have papers that, you know, I talk and I have this great, ma I couldn't remember anything. I had to write every piece of the things I wanted to do. I had to go through and, and plan every, every moment of it, and I realized that this gift that I have is too precious. That, that first of all, I stopped taking that medication like immediately. I would deal with the headaches versus the memory loss. And uh, I think that's one of the things that drives me to, you, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, preaching to your steering wheel. My, I, I'm that guy that driving down the road, their kids are going, hey, mommy, he's talking to himself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. But I, I will practice, uh, you know, uh, entire presentations 20, 30 times before sure. I, I ever give it. That's cool. Uh, How do you practice spontaneity? By putting those, putting yourself in those situations, um, <coughs> and just being prepared and knowing that um, what you say may or may not come off well, but having the confidence and and, and belief in yourself that um, you're going to focus and say the right thing. I had a situation happen. I was speaking at Crystal Lake Central High School, and uh, I had wargamed in my mind most of the situations, and I was talking about the uh, right versus wrong. You know, if we know right versus wrong, why don't we do what's right? Why do we do what's wrong? And and I'm going into this one. This this blonde girl, uh, a senior at Crystal Lake Central, raised her hand, and she's like, uh, uh, how can you tell me what's right or wrong? I, I, like, what do you mean? She goes, I need to go out and find out for myself what's right or wrong. Uh, I'm like, uh, okay. I had never practiced that situation. So you talk about spontaneity. I looked right at her and I said, Hun, do you have a car? And she said, yes, I do. I said, now what I'd like you to do is go out and get rid of that car. With no prior knowledge, I want you to invent the wheel. And once you've invented the wheel, I want you to put four of them together and put a chassis over it and kind of talk you know, through the car a little bit. And all the mistakes that have been made in the development and creation of the automobile, you're more than willing to you know, have all of those things. And she's like, yeah. I said, well, why can't you look around the room? There are already people in this room who have been arrested for drugs, who have had babies as a teenager and, and went down a list of several things, I said, why can't you learn from their mistakes? Why do you have to do, create your own? Someone later told me that that was the first time they ever saw this girl be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but spontaneity, I, I think you just, it comes back to what you said, confidence. If you're practicing and you're confident in your abilities, then when you need to be spontaneous, it's all, it's all there. The neural pathways, say I did it again, neural pathways, have been created and strengthened to the point that you can react and, and evolve with any situation. Well, I look at uh, like a lot of the great jazz musicians, Louis Armstrong, 
he had practiced the trumpet and knew what that trumpet could do so well that the spontaneity came out because he knew exactly what that trumpet could do. He didn't know where he was going all the time, but he had the confidence, he knew the ability of it, and he knew how to put notes together from playing that instrument so well for so long. It didn't matter. He could be spontaneous, but that spontaneity came because he had so much practice and training behind him. Yeah, and and that's that confidence. That's that, uh, the, you know, when you know you got it, you got it. And uh, But the, the, the his band had to practice with him so that they knew when he went on that spontaneous run to, to quit playing or, you know, and then pick up on the same beat or whatever. So there was a lot of practice involved. Um, you know, it's like people saying, you know, you should plan on, uh, you should plan on doing three random racks of kindness each day. Are they then random? <laughs> well, that's like when they plant wildflowers along the freeway. If they planted them, are they really wildflowers? Wild. <laughs> Hmm, interesting, right? Uh, and and I think that's uh, I think there's there's a lot to be said there. I, I um I like what Pam says is you know as a coach we help people identify their why. Uh, again, how many how many professionals do you guys know that don't reach out to a mentor or a coach? Ron, I know that you had several mentors as you took over the ranch because you didn't know anything about ranching. I mean, I asked you, I, I, I marveled when we were down there in July and all your knowledge and everything that you did and how you knew to do it. And, and I, uh, I think you asked him as we were out on the Jeep or like, how much of this did you know uh, before you came down? Or he's like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and that amazes me. Having grown up in that environment, right. how you could come from your background and just start ranching. Yeah, rich white folk background. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But if I'd have known, I never would have done it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but but it, but it's but it's true. You've reached out to and and have had uh, you gather information. I don't I don't know if it's necessarily a mentor or a coach. I think those are very important. Um, but I think you reach out to people who know and understand and who have, have lived it to, for information and things of that nature, which you've created great friendships from. Uh, which now, you know, next thing you know, you get a phone call because somebody's uh, somebody's calf isn't milking right or something, you know. <laughs> I mean, it just it happens. Squeeze. Yeah. That, that brings me back to another reason why people don't practice. Pride. Keeps there you go. Yeah. The ego. I don't want people to know that I'm not that good. Yeah. I and and I you know my, that's what I tell my team at the bank all the time. I'm like, man, you got to do this and you got to read articles and I'll, I'll, I'll pass along articles on, on attitude on the financial industry. And, and I tell them, I said, listen, I don't sign your checks, right? Somebody else does. We work together. And as I'm learning, you're learning. And I'm going to ask you questions because you have different knowledge than I have. Um, you know, you're looking at it from somebody who's been in the, in the, um, industry jay maybe like somebody from two years in the industry where i have 20 plus years in the industry and there's that freshness freshness of view that helps me uh, get better too and practice that way but i agree with you is uh, your your pride your ego step in the way and 
That's, oh Lord, it's hard yeah. to be humble, and that's hard to do. That's that's a hard thing to do, uh, and to say, yeah, I'm, uh, especially when you're the boss. That you know what, I'm I'm not that good. Um, I'm blessed to be where I'm at, but I still got to work on it. Now the antithesis of that is, I had a conversation with an employee and told him I wasn't going to be signing this check anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And how did your wife take that? Hey, yo. I, uh, yeah, I, one thing you never want to do is fire a wife. That's right. <laughs> uh, and what she said is, okay, I'll take you off the checking account. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. I tell you what, right now uh, is time for our... Uh, Rancher Rod's yeah. Refurbished Rocket Roundup. Yeah. Uh, where this is where we kind of you know jump into some key ideas and things along the way that we that we've shared. Uh, you know these are, might be the lessons learned. Sheila, good afternoon. How are you over there in Kenya, my dear? Always uh, leading the way and doing great things uh, with a winning attitude. Uh, appreciate what you do over there, sister. And you know what, uh, Sheila, we need to we need to figure out how to get you a show on twenty one six and that that would be awesome. That would be. I think that'd be great. We'll talk. Uh, Coach, what do you got for for the roundup? Well, early on, one of the things that was was said was priority and and listening skills really um, are things that we need to to work on and practicing. Practicing our priorities, understanding what our priorities are. Priorities? Well, I just went back to Nebraska in a heartbeat there. (laughs) Our priorities. And, uh, And then listening listening to what others need from us and listening on the things we need to practice on. Uh, Ron talked in his, uh, well, he talked about uh, repetition, 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 mindless repetition, I think were the words that you used. And uh, you're, I think you're right. I think the mindless repetition, uh, you know, that starts the, 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 the neural pathway, it creates it, but then building on it, it, you know, it's just like when you first move into a house, the walls are blank and bare. And then you find this painting to go up here or this artwork to go over there or, or you know, whatever it is. You continue to improve uh, by, by practicing. And then watching people who are very successful at what you're trying to become so that you know what to practice to be, become more like that person. Uh, one of the things I wrote down, it wasn't actually said, but if you are inspired then you become the seed of inspiration that planted within your team will will grow. So getting that that um, that inspiration moving forward, it, it's got to start somewhere, and uh, maybe it you know it should start with you. Uh, Sheila says, absolutely sounds nice. I will be waiting. So watch for it, the Sheila show. <laughs> uh, in in Deke's Health and Fitness Fest, practice your why, and while that applies to health and fitness, it applies to every other area of our life as well. Why do you do what you do? Why are you uh, practicing? Why are you not practicing? Why are you, you know, off the cuff without stopping and thinking about what you're saying? Why, why, why? Practice your why. Uh, and, I, and Ron, you said to keep your vision in front of you. Or were you talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger? You were. I did, yeah. That how he put all the, uh, he didn't just like pinups of, of mostly naked men. He, he wanted to become that guy. Mm-hmm. And by keeping that in front of him, he eventually became that guy. And even as, as he gets older, he is still in, in just amazing shape. Um, and it's, I'll be back. Uh, it, he's, uh, you know, we have to do that. How many of us 
really keep our vision. If we've taken time, A, to write our vision down, put it on paper or put it in visuals through a, a, you know, a vision board, how many of us keep it in front of us every day uh, to ensure that we're moving towards that vision constantly? And what are we practicing to get us there? So those are, uh, those are a few stuff. of mine. Great stuff. Ron, you want to go next? Sure. Oh, would you like to know what I <laughs> <laughs> I'm practicing silence today. Yeah, that's a good answer for rapid fire. I'm going to practice my meditation on the radio. <laughs> Coach, uh, practice all the elements of what you do. If you just go to a basketball court and practice shooting and shooting and shooting and you never practice guarding people, then, it, then that's, uh, you're not a complete player. And he said he practiced at his last event, he actually practiced getting dressed up. And that had a lot, lot to do. You, you have to look at the whole per- package. The other thing Coach said brought to mind an old song. When he was at the uh, Brat Fest, uh, I'm having a good libation. He was practicing that for sure. I, I go back to Kent when he said practice your why. If you don't know why you're doing it, then you won't have a passion for that. If you don't know why you're so, doing it, then why are you doing it? If if I was going to have a fitness club and it was sponsored by the community, I'd say practice your why at the why. That's it, at the why. Uh, practice enhances your future. It does. It creates opportunities. Mm-hmm. People see that you are dedicated and working in one area. They want that same dedication and discipline that you show to help them get through their areas where they're struggling with it. Uh, The other thing that I mentioned to Coach, you can practice spontaneity. And Coach was dead on with that one, that spontaneity is the result of and the product and child of all of the practice that you've done up to this point in your life. But spontaneity also requires you to be relevant in the day that you're being spontaneous. Mm. So when I look at those things, those, those are my takeaways from today. <clears throat> the other, one other was the difference between uh Preparation and practice. We talked about that, and I don't know that you can always separate those two. That they are well blended together. If you're unprepared, then you haven't practiced. And it's the precursor to practice. I I have one more I'd like to bring. Yeah, go. Practice enhances your future. Yeah. I'd like that. That's something I picked up today. That's a nice one. <laughs> that is a nice one. Well said, Ron. Very yeah. well said. Any other thoughts there, Ron? No. Uh, how about you, Ken? Yeah, well, I'm, glad, I'm glad you asked. Diana Weaver writes. Reitz, that's my cousin Reitz from Paxton. Reitz writes. Reitz writes. Her and Larry live in Paxton, Nebraska, the home of Ole's Big Game Lounge. Oh, and doesn't the Nebraska Cornhusker? Never mind. Yeah, let's. Uh, Never mind. Moving, moving on. right along. Um, you can find out about Nebraska Cornhuskers gone on the bump Wednesday nights from 7 to 9. With yeah, I'll probably not be tuning in. Where uh, the right. big on the stadium stands for knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay, so here's some good things. Tim, 
Uh, I like I like what you said, Coach. Repeated exercise to maintain skill or master it. I mean, that's that's the real thing. And there's that ten thousand hours we talked about with Matt Malcolm Gladwell. You really got to get in it and and keep repeated repeated exercise. But to Ron's point as well, not just mindless walk through it. You you gotta you gotta have that repeated exercise to maintain skill or master it so you always want to be getting better full repetition yeah so so good um value coach you said if you understand the value of practice you will practice and that is so important i think that um uh yeah we don't value that practice so we don't make it a priority uh which is which is huge um and, and and ron first learn second implement third improve and learn implement improve and practice is part of the learning um practice makes it easy to implement it into your daily life uh which will then improve your life uh, in one way or another which is which is fantastic and uh we need to set better priorities i love what you said ron is that um hey if your day usually starts at seven in the morning and you don't have enough time in the day to make it a priority to get things done then you ought to start your day earlier funny that you say that because uh last week that's what i did uh i always said i was going to go on a walk and get my cardio in uh after work and i had too many things going on after work that didn't allow that to happen so now i'm getting up at four thirty quarter to five every day so that i can get my cardio in and my workouts in and uh am i uh tired no i, I, I honestly i'm not you know why because you go to bed earlier <laughs> you don't stay up till midnight uh but but your day you you make that time which is which is fantastic so i love that does your day start earlier than before to have time to practice question mark and if the answer is no then start earlier um, and, and Ron, you said in your piece that we talked about it is it, it helps create confidence. You talked about it uh, living on the West Coast and ha- seeing all those actors and actresses uh, and that confidence that they exude on or off uh, the stage is because they have practiced, they've practiced, they've practiced, they've practiced, they've practiced, they've mastered their craft. And uh, it's hours and hours and hours of practice, um, which helps create that confidence. Um, here's the real deal. And, and I want to say, I, I just want to lay this out there. Practicing eliminates excuses, and the joy of what you do is found in the execution of practice. Let me say it again. Practicing eliminates excuses, and the joy of what you do is found in the execution of practice. Folks, it doesn't matter what it is that you do. It doesn't matter how it is that you do it. If you haven't made it a priority to practice it, then it's not a then it, it's not important to you. But when you get in there, and I'm telling you, getting up early and hitting the treadmill, getting my cardio in, and then getting my workout in, uh, I become just super psyched to get up and do it. Yeah, is it difficult? Yeah, it was difficult, but now I look forward to it. And that's what I mean. Practicing eliminates those excuses. And the joy of what you do is found in the execution of practice. 
during that practice time, you know what I'm doing? I'm either listening to our shows to see how we get better, or I'm listening to positive input on YouTube, motivational speeches, people who inspire me. I'm, li- I'm, I'm listening to audiobook, whatever it is, and that's just influxing my brain with great stuff that I can practice throughout the day. But practicing eliminates those excuses, and the joy of what you do is found in the execution of practice. I have a new acronym. P, practice eliminates excuses. <laughs> yeah, just don't, got, don't do it down your leg. You got to go pee. That's it. You got to go pee. Uh, so uh, the uh, to me, um, that uh, th- that's kind of encapsulating what you and Ron have talked about all day today. It's just that man, when you get into practice, when, when no matter what it is, uh, and you're looking to improve yourself and you're looking to make that step ahead in life or in your business or in your family, in your relationship with your wife, whatever the case may be, I, I'm, I'm telling you right now that the joy of what you do is found in the execution of practice. And practice is basically saying that when you get into the rapids, you know what to do already and you don't have to think. Wow, you're right. I got one more thing. Yeah. Practice eliminates excuses. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, uh, and, and to me, I think that is, uh, that is why whatever it is that we do as adults, you, you have that keeps your why out there and your passion out there. Um, and as we talk about purpose, passion, and productivity, and your why is your purpose and the passion, you're going to be productive in whatever it is that you're practicing. You know, I've been, my team, my boys team, my men's team this year at uh, Wilmot High School is a little bit different. Last year, I, I couldn't quite put a, a, a figure on it until you just said that. Last year, when practice was over, they had a sigh of relief. Oh, practice is over. This year, they're like, oh, coach, can't we go for 10 more minutes? Coach, can't we go? Is it okay if I stick around and shoot? I said, anybody who wants to stick around and shoot, I got. I have to chase them off the field this year. Last year, I had to coax them on the field. Uh, that's and that's awesome. one of the differences between uh, the desire, that's awesome. the, you know, wanting to get better versus trying to be pushed to get better. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I said it, uh, at, uh, at the Bags Tournament over there at Tom Sellers' place this weekend, if somebody... Ah, we lost. I said, ah, you learned. (laughs) (laughs) I learned how to lose. It was a learning situation. Uh, And just don't learn twice or you're out of the tournament. (laughs) 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 It's a double learning (laughs) elimination. Uh, Yeah. So so after every game, did Tom say, I'm not done yet? Yeah, yeah, he did. Everybody was chasing him. Uh, That guy can throw some bags. It's nice. Uh, so yeah, so I think that I think that's a great way to 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 hit the roundup. I I enjoy it. I I think that there's good stuff there, and um, man, just uh, a great show. And and I'm glad you guys practiced a little bit. I think it comes across that way. Uh, you know, instead of uh, instead of us just kind of fumbling, bumbling, stumbling, instead of mindless repetition. That's right. That's right. Uh, and and know that when you practice and you and you hit the ground running and and you, and you're putting that practice into play, uh, it ain't always going to go well and it ain't always going to be easy. It's just that simple. Um, Ron, anything else? Any other thoughts on this subject? Uh, what do you, we've got about thirteen, twelve minutes, thirteen minutes. Um, what are, what are you thinking? 
I'm thinking that when we look at practice as practice, then we tend to avoid it. Yeah. When we look at practice as an exercise to make us better, that we can have fun at it, that we can enjoy new experiences doing it, and that there's a, a why, the goal that's out there, and we focus on that, it's a lot easier to do that. I also look at practice from a standpoint, we always assign the leftovers to practice. We always schedule it in when we're not at our peak, when we're not at our best energy. And maybe we have to look at priorities of figuring out where we're the most productive during the day and maybe incorporate some practice during those periods of our time instead of doing it late at night when it's just a task to get through the practice as opposed to enjoying the practice. So that's kind of one of my my wrap-ups from that standpoint. One, one of the basketball coaches I know uh, several years ago, and he took a team uh, all the way to a state championship, uh, did things a little bit differently. Uh, where do we practice basketball? Right after school. Who's in the gym? Nobody, right? He practiced at 7 o'clock at night, and when the kids came into practice, he took the speakers in, in the stadium and, and, and turned them up to full volume so that they had to practice with the noise of the crowd, practice, you know, everything with the same like the game situation. And then he put them at game pace from the moment they, they stepped on the floor, reduced his practices from two hours to 75 minutes, pushed them the, the full uh, full time and, and took that team to a state championship because he brought them to practice That's exactly cool. how they played. Speaking of practice, let me practice something here real okay. quick. If you're a boomer wondering what to do with all this unstructured time on your hands, well, join host Chuck Inman and Ron Hostry as they share with boomers how to be your best on your next journey by finding your passion, choosing your adventure, and igniting your activity. And now, stay tuned for The Adventures of Unstructured Time. Ah, how's oh. that for practice? A little uh, little plug for the new show coming up at 11 a.m. this morning right here. Romy, how are you, Coach? I know you're happy. Well, he's not happy. Seattle took it on the chin. I know he's a Seattle fan, but the Green Bay Packers won, Wisconsin they looked pretty good. I think he had a good weekend. Uh, and congratulations uh, being uh, being the team in Milwaukee for the junior NBA. Awesome. It's good stuff, brother. Uh, good there's stuff. two ways to listen to that show because it is recorded. It's not live at this point in time. So all of you on Facebook, you should either tune in to 216thenet.com and hit the listen live button. That's right. Or download the app. Uh, for 21.6 The Net on Apple or Google Play. And you can listen to it on your smart device. Oh, it's a great show. And trust me, if you are a baby boomer, this is the show for you. This is this is, this is is going to be big. I'm, I'm just telling you, fantastic. I'm really, really excited for it, if you can't tell. So really, really cool stuff this morning, talking about practice. Uh, yeah, I know. I saw three TDs for his son. His kid's Corey's good. This kid is just fantastic. His man can motor, motor, motor. Uh, all good. So, uh, as we talk about practicing, as we as we, as we talk about um, yeah, the need for practice and and why we stop practicing as adults uh, because we we feel we've arrived or gotten there. It just guys, you can't 
You can't do it. Um, Coach, what's on the docket this week for you? Well, I'm so glad you asked. September 13th, that's this Thursday, I will be speaking at the American Community Bank in McHenry, right across from the Home State Bank in McHenry on 31 uh, 31 South uh, from McHenry, on the Algebra of Relationships. How to take any relationship, plug it into an algebraic formula, and improve it. Uh, so if you're not doing anything, you're in the McHenry area, uh, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock. It's a new networking group that's meeting out there. Uh, I'll be doing the, the keynote on uh, improving relationships. Uh, and again, this is one of them that as I, I wrote it, I started practicing it, and I've watched my relationships, not just with, with April, but all of my relationships, get better and stronger through my understanding of, of this algebra of relationships. So even if you're not a math mind, uh, you don't have to have uh, you know, been an A-plus algebra student in high school. We'll do a little refresher just so you understand what we're talking about. So wow. Thursday, American Community Bank. Might uh, even live stream it. Maybe you could retitle it to Love by the Numbers. Love Boat. <laughs> Love by the Numbers. <laughs> Uh, it's better than paint by the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got going on, Ron? Especially in relationships. I've got a lot going on. Uh, one is knocking down the rest of the goat weed. I've got a board meeting that's coming up. Uh, and uh, about a week from now, I'm going to go to Deming, New Mexico, and pick up my son and brother from the ride from the Canadian border to the southern border along the Continental Divide. They're taking motorcycles down all the trails, the dirt, the granite, and it'll be an exciting trip. That's cool. That is cool. That is exciting stuff. I'm not taking a trip. I'm just going to pick them up. Just going to pick them up. (laughs) Well, that's neat. That's an experience of a lifetime. I think that's fantastic. Uh, Let's see. This week for anything else, Ron, on the docket for this week, what do you got cooking? Well, the new show, yeah, and we are recording a couple of shows ahead of time, and in the future, when we we're comfortable with it, we'll go live on uh, Facebook with it. So, getting the editing done on the show, recording more shows, and preparing for next week's show yeah. with Mac McKenzie and Tim Durkin, who will be our guests in Studio South, and we're going to be talking about confidence next week. Awesome. Incontinence? Yeah. <laughs> Depends. Uh, <laughs> uh, Incontinence is the opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm dropping stuff now. <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, Romy just said, and Jackson went to the potty three times. Practice makes perfect. Uh, several years ago, I, I wrote a quick thing. And we are all uh, prepared for success through potty training. We have a specific target. We have a coach who will help us hit that target, but won't do it for us. Uh, we uh, we celebrate our successes and we let our failures just kind of roll down our leg. Yeah. Program yeah. for success Bada through boom. potty training. Bada so Jackson boom. is going to be an incredibly successful young man. Oh, he's talking about his point guard. My bad. That's, a, that's right. A PD uh, is a much different thing, Tim. That's, <laughs> that's right. I uh, This week is going to be a fun week for me. I've got a lot of things going on. Um, uh, at work uh, and uh, have uh, have a s- several meetings set up uh, for this week and Tim you and I have one uh, at 11 this today week, this morning which we're excited about too 
but it's just uh, you know being there uh, hanging out with the family getting in a grind uh, at work being the best that I can be looking forward to a lot of practice practicing uh, all that you my skill be. and uh, at, at being a better husband being a better uh, dad being a better employee uh, being a better uh, you know owner of, of a station so always always important um, to, to understand that but I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to it as, as crazy and as uh, much hustle as there is um, it's fun to to do uh, and bring the family and, and kids along for that ride so really looking forward to a, a very very productive week so um, that's kind of what uh, that's kind of what I got uh, I got rock and rolling I forgot my most important event this week and it is. For all the kids in East Texas that want to participate, this weekend, September 15th, 8 a.m. in the morning at Sulphur Springs Airport, we're having our EAA Young Eagles flight. Oh, that's always fun. Each child between the age of 8 and 18 can come. They'll get a little bit of ground school and then go for a flight in an airplane that lasts about 10 minutes. I love it. Nice. Give them an experience. Last year, we processed over 100 children that showed up for that. How many pilots and planes are there? Right now, we have about 10 planes. Uh, we'd like to have three or four more, but we will fly as much as it takes to get uh, every kid the experience of a flight in an airplane. Wow. Uh, and of course, a uh, heavy week for everybody here in the United States, uh, because tomorrow is the 17th anniversary wow. of, uh, the tragic events that happened on 9-11. Uh, and, and with that, as, as we, as we get ready to bow out here, uh, let me just, uh, let me just put, put this out there. Um, planes will not fly tonight. Only terror and fright will be in a our night no white blinking lights will appear on the midnight sky there will only be millions asking why 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 no more planes will fly through the sky thousands will just sit there do nothing but cry no american will sleep without fear no i in america will go without tears no one will see the twin towers standing tall three brave passengers will give their lives so another moment won't fall no one won't think to themselves what a shame that the Pentagon must work through the flames. No happy pilots will return to their wife. Many a hero will lose their life. No one will turn on the TV without seeing someone sob. Firefighters will die for their job. No dove will be flying high. Hundreds will hope their loved ones don't die. All the horror that will be done today must be September 11th, 2001. And to all those who gave their life uh, and have changed the, the, the projection of this world, uh, to all the heroes out there, to the people who live every day with uh, the memory and the, 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 the grossness that was uh, September 11th, our hearts from us here at 2. Cool. Bald guys, guys with Rancher Rock. Uh, you're in our thoughts and prayers, and, and as tomorrow is a heavy day, take time to stop and think about uh, the events that changed our lives uh, and several people's lives and and know that um, God is still good, Amen. Um, and in him all things are, are possible. Are possible. And uh, with that, um, I, I'll leave it right there. All right. Thank you for that, Ken. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, thank you to uh, the author of that. Uh, I mean, Magic Man is what it 
who it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, Magic Johnson's. Uh, yeah, it's up there. Yeah, it's up there. I don't know. All right. I, about time. Let's get off the bench. And get back in the game. We are two bald guys with Venture Ron. And we do approve this message. God bless. Travel safe. Make this your best day yet. And please take time tomorrow to remember all those who, who died in 9-11. And as Kent just said, uh, change the uh, course of humanity. So Be blessed. We'll finish every game. Right. Possibly a one, two, three punt. Hi everyone, this is Higgy, and you're listening to Slang and Hope 21.6, The Net. I'd like to invite everyone to come out to the Stephen Robert Bates Memorial and Overdose Awareness Event, June the 30th. The event is taking place at the Williams County Fairgrounds in Montpelier, Ohio, 